0: I am going to take my shoes off. Sure. I'll I'll,
1: okay. Hello everybody, welcome back to the 50% percent podcast. Happy who year.
0: Mm. It's I
1: Connor. I am here by myself. Aiden is in New Zealand with his lovely girlfriend Nicole. So I'm going to be taking over the show for the next 2 weeks. I think I'm doing two or three episodes. We'll we'll see. But of course, we need a. <laughs> just... We got producer yeah. Dan yeah. here in the house tonight. Thank yeah. you, Dan. For, Sorry, I'm, I'm so I'm going to give
2: you guys some encouragement. So yeah, just, I'm just not the used, only person here. I'm I not used to, used to hearing
1: uh, sounds on the show, mm. but we're borrowing Dan's studio for the next two to three episodes just because I don't have a studio. Josh Stairs is here in the house in person. Wow. Yeah, can you even tell we're together? You could be. You could be in Adelaide right I now, here. or am I? You could be in Adelaide yeah. right now.
0: I could be anywhere. You never know. I could be in the UK. Keep it in my
1: hand. There you go, that's me. Go. Allegedly.
0: That could be anyone's That could be anyone's And we don't,
1: who knows, you and know. And you can't even see it on uh, Dan's side. But this is our, um, <laughs> yeah. this is our fancy theme that, this page, only on the Vanquishers episode, I think, which we filmed in this studio.
0: Mm. Intriguing. Mm, but that's score, But yeah. 50, 50% lore.
1: We love some more. But thank you so much, Josh. So, uh, this, this, this trim, this, this thing tune likes to go a little bit longer. This is going to be on the vinyl. This thank you of, so much for coming, though.
0: It's just part of Aiden's revenge.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A- Aiden, <laughs> Aiden, Aiden is cursing us from New Zealand. Okay. He is like, he just, he wants us to fail. We will not have that happen. Okay.
0: And, you know, he just can't be... He can't be trusted with a podcast anymore. I no. simply had to take over. He,
2: so, he had to leave a producer just to make sure that there. Was yeah, <laughs> and a, and I no don't faliets. think I don't think he can. Uh, I he's and like even so then, worried. There'll be some
0: failures. <laughs>
1: That's okay. The camera's only gone off once. And yeah, no. Let's, two let's let, we should
2: get a counter. Hey, how many times does the camera fuck up?
1: <laughs> I'm wor- I am worried that, that something's going to happen with like you know the the get the get the file and it's like the audio is messed up and aiden's like oh. i knew i couldn't but thank you for coming joshie here in uh, sunny perth western australia it is
0: stupidly hot it is i am constantly sweating I it's know, sunny yeah, Perth yeah, you know. not have to
2: excuse that folks but yeah, that's uh, just that we had the, the fan limitations on, you know yeah. you, you know, can the see the fan, fan can't can't there, right in
1: the corner yeah but this is the fan that can't sadly, go on yeah because it's just too hot but thank you are you allowed to say why you're here or not
0: it's top secret.
1: It's top secret. No, no,
0: when is this coming out?
1: This will be out on the, I think, the uh, 9th of of January.
0: I'm working on something. You'll know about it soon. I haven't got dates yet. Okay. But it's nothing, it's not like, I'm not working for the BBC or anything. It's nothing official, but it's just a.
1: Uh, nah, not the BBC. It's just, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just like a big project <laughs> that we're kind of working on. But it should be really exciting, something different, something cool. But yeah, it's come all the way to Perth. Because some people involved are here. <laughs> and of course great, I want to come see you. And take over from the 50% Aiden. podcast.
1: From Aiden. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we're actually gonna rename it to the 60% Doctor Who podcast. Why? Oh. I don't know. Because I can. I'm a producer now. You're yeah, the producer I'm, now. Yeah. I'm a
2: co-host. Josh is actually my boss now. I don't I don't know how yeah, that I, happened, but yeah. Yeah. you know what?
1: I like you know like the side man in the UK. I don't know if you know those YouTubers. The side man. it's like KSI and a load of like UK YouTubers. They like, oh, yeah, like yeah. formed a group. What if we form like, like a, cool. a, a the Aussie YouTube group, like you, me, Chris V, Aiden, whoever else wants to join and, and like, you know, unite to become hmm. like, we're the future of, of, of Dr. Who, you know, <laughs> our content all together. Like, you know, maybe, maybe like as one, we're nothing, but all of us together
2: could form the perfect show. All greater than the parts separate. You know, it's like,
1: I, I'm thinking still, I'm thinking still for um,
2: wait wait I got a name. What? How about the four hundred and fifty percent podcast? Yeah, <laughs> we start, we're all together that makes.
1: <laughs> thinking for um, Peter's last episode. Um, twice upon time, twice not no, twice upon a time. Yeah, twice upon a time. I'm thinking, you, me, Aiden, Crispy, all together on a call, and we do the biggest event in like YouTube history.
0: <laughs> I do, which
1: is re- reviewing. <laughs> Peter's this every episode
0: i feel that's like a really good example of why i never review shit because i did a, v- a review about twice upon a time years ago and said how much i hated it whereas now i like it yeah so you know i, I cannot be trusted i cannot be trusted to host a review podcast no i Except get it. i am right now
1: it it definitely gets um and i do worry about what's going to happen when um we run out of like stuff to review like are we just gonna like sit here forever and like just babble on about shit that like no one really cares about I always, like, I always think I'm, like, really boring. So, I guess, like, web time will tell. But we didn't review an episode for, like, weeks. So, that's... And we did okay. We did okay. Mm-hmm. Because we wanted to stretch it to get to Christmas. And we just did a load of, like, other stuff. Like, we still got one season of Torture to do. We still got um, all the Sarah Jane Adventure stuff to do. A load of classic stuff, which we're reviewing today. We're reviewing uh, Trial of a Time Lord. Which I... Would you say stupidly agree to watch or?
0: Yeah, I was surprised that you wanted to do it. Like 14 episodes is a lot. Like I, I'm I'm a trial lover. But yeah. I, um, when you said that, I was like, you don't know what you're signing yourself up to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Aiden as well was like, you don't know what you're doing. Like, it's just not the right decision. And I also like, I don't know, because you, you'd been talking about coming to Perth for a while. Yeah. And I was like, that's okay. Like we'll set what we're going to do. And I think it was like, at least a month and a bit ago where I was like, you know, why don't we do, you know, travel time Lord. And I just kept pushing it back. Like I always do. Yeah. Kept pushing it back and was like, okay, I'm just going to like watch this like next week, next week. And then I left it till, um, I think I started like less than a week ago. So I like channeled yeah. through it.
0: I'm surprised you managed to finish it in that short amount of time.
1: Yeah. I think it being Christmas was like a double edged sword. Cause like yeah. I had time, but also it was like, it was quite um, – um, I have controversial viewings where, like, I can, like, kind of, like, multitask, which people say is, like, really bad.
0: So you weren't bad. really experiencing it.
1: No, not really. We don't all have an old TV, Josh, <laughs> that can play. It's it, only
0: black and white. I can't, I can't watch colour stuff on it.
1: Is that through a um, – is that through a, a – was that your Blu-ray box set for season two?
0: Yeah, it was. So I was watching, like – That's um, amazing. So for the viewers at home, I bought an old H&B – tv like from so it's like cool. a 1965 black and white television set and um i got it serviced so they had like a hdmi cable so i can That's like so like cool. in a blu-ray player and stuff like that so i've been watching like 60s doctor who on an authentic 1960s tv how they used to watch it but how's, yeah, the, how's really cool. the sound on it it's really good like i was really lucky because um a lot of those old tvs like the the speakers at the bottom is like all broken but yeah. mine was in really good condition so it sounds really nice it's mono, but it sounds really good. It's good mono.
1: Are you able to like, even if like the sound box was broken, are you even like, are you like able to get it fixed and stuff? Like you can fix up all those old TVs and stuff.
0: So it's a bit hard because like it's becoming like a dying art form. Like the the place I got it serviced, the guy was oh he wasn't that old, but like it's there's a lot of like young. Out.
1: Probably the old folks, uh, but like, the
0: TV shot folks. No, they're great. And he was really, really great. And um, I've noticed that they've started like hiring younger people. So I think they're trying to pass down that knowledge because there could be a point where like no one knows how to make these anymore, how to fix them. So yeah. it's nice that I could get it properly serviced.
1: I, we were talking on DMs about um, like VHSs and stuff. Like mm. I want to get into like VHSs and like my girlfriend's uncle is like a hoarder, yeah. like worse than me with peace and love. Got any um, missing episodes? Re- yeah.
0: <laughs> probably in that in that 16mm attic. tapes.
1: Dude, it's like I, I said to um Kim's dad, I was like, you know, I want to get into VHS and get like an LTV. TV. And it's like, my brother will have one. Just go over yeah. and take it. And I want to get into it because I
0: are there any are there any dot two VHSs? Yeah, they have released like pretty much all the classic series on it. I don't know if the new That's series never so got cool, VHS. But, um, I have a few at home, Probably I found them at, like, op shops and stuff.
2: Josh, just be careful. You're inside the trial of the Time Lords right now. So just, just don't oh, make any, f- don't make any wrong moves, guys. All
0: right, it's I'm pretty- going to do my best not to, um, be put on trial for anything I say.
1: That I see, Valiard, who gets mentioned quite- Knackers Yard. Doesn't he get mentioned? I've heard the Valiard be mentioned quite a lot in, um, yeah. in New
0: yeah, what, what is your take on the Valyard? Who do you think he is? Because oh,
1: it's very <laughs> up in the air. I was hoping you could tell me. Uh, I mean, so is it, it's kind of like, um, it's almost like what the doctor's like dark side alter ego type. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Dykes, it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's dark Is that
2: what they're going for with
1: the Dream Lord almost? Like he was like a Valyard kind of? Yeah. I,
2: okay, I've, that makes
1: more sense now.
0: Because there's some people who think, no, the Valyard is a genuine incarnation between his. Uh, between the 13th and final uh, regeneration Okay, okay. so there's that bit but then there's also like they're an amalgamation of the Doctor's worst traits so which which one is it are they is it like a, a possible future or is it like they are will, they will be one of the future Doctors because now mm. 13th and final incarnation could mean anything because Stephen Moffat changed it he's like here's a ma- million regenerations and then Chris Chipper was like actually you've had a billion regenerations yeah. and it's like how many Doctors are there well Well, everyone in the uk has played played the doctor at this point
1: pretty much i think i think especially with um chibnall being such a fan of the classic era yeah i think like seeing stuff like this i'm like man this is like so you can tell like stuff like the timeless child could be so inspired by like a storyline like this where it's like you don't know really where like the value kind of sits and i had no idea who he was and i was like kind of watching it and i was like Man this guy hates the doctor like
3: <laughs> it's like
1: this prosecution of like yeah. the doc and like I don't know cuz I kind of like I kind of like throw myself into these like situations with like the classic who and um yeah. I don't mean to upset anybody by saying uh you know I mean I do have the would you say you're the classic who expert
0: I wouldn't say I'm the classic who expert but I have watched all of it
1: I I I think you are <laughs> I think you're being too harsh on yourself I think you are
0: I would say I have a niche in 60s Doctor who especially in the missing episodes I, I know a lot about the 60s when you go into like 70s onwards i'm i love it and i'm very yeah. passionate about it and i know quite a lot but i'm not i wouldn't I'd never say i'm an expert and people out there who know so much about like tom baker stories stuff like that that's not me i'm a i'm a Hartnell person
1: through yeah through. well i wow so you've actually, so you have watched every existing classic episode
0: yeah all of them that see that multiple times because i'm sad
1: that is, like, something that I don't think a lot of people can say because I don't yeah. think I've ever met anyone who's done that. Like, you've yeah. watched every episode of Doctor Who available, included New Who as well. Like, that's pretty insane.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's, like, a, it was a weird time when I started because, like, I, I, my first doctor was David Tennant, but, like, with, like, the Matt Smith era, with Stephen Moffat's writing it very much encouraged you to delve into the past. Yeah. Because it was constant... It was like constant references and stuff like that. So you wanted to, like, know more. You know, the first time I heard about Missing Episodes was on Picture of the Daleks when they talked about *Power of the Daleks being its inspiration. That's when I first found out Missing Episodes were a thing. And now I'm mentally ill. And all I talk about is... 1960s missing episodes.
1: Yeah, there is something about watching Classic Who that makes you feel kind of like special. Because <laughs> I don't know, I, I, I kind of like telling people that I I, I watch it because I want to see um, the look of like disgust and like questions in their head and they're like, you know, I said to my mom yesterday that I watched um, Child of Time Lord which is like 14 episodes of like the old series and she just couldn't wrap her head around why. I yeah. would do such a thing.
0: I think it's hard with Doctor Who as well, because especially in the classic series, it was shot like a soap opera. Yeah, totally. It was shot like a sitcom. It literally is. You know, like- so like, whereas something like Star Trek, it was always, well, not always, but it was, I think it was mainly predominantly shot single cam. So, it, and it's shot on film. So it looks good. Whereas Doctor Who is terrible image quality. It looks cheap because it is cheap and it would look more expensive if they shot on film. Mm. But those cameras make it look so cheap that, the really low budgets look even worse. Yeah. You know, like, have you seen Spearhead from Space? No. It's a John Perwe story and it was shot completely on 16mm film and wow. it's a completely different experience. Way. And you'd be like, Doctor Who, if it looked like this every week, I think it would have a very different reputation. And I think a lot of people would watch the classic series if it looked like that. Yeah. What's the flux.
3: <laughs>
1: John Perwe is definitely That's what we're yeah, yeah. saying you know. uh, the, the dot that I feel like I've because um, I've watched quite a bit now. And I, I've only watched one story of Tom Baker and one story of of Peter but I would definitely say that that um, that John Pertwee is probably either him or Sylvester is probably my favourite because I find yeah. those storylines so so great. Like even like the stuff they just do with Classic Who though is just so interesting. Like the fact that with John Pertwee he has like what two seasons set at UNIT or was it just one season?
0: Uh he's in season seven, eight, half nine and then in season 10 he gets his title but in season nine he starts traveling out there as well
1: that's like that's insane so it, like was, it was so a big crazy change. yeah it's, that's massive yeah it's like you just stock it just socket at unit and then like this season is like you know we're in uh in a in a courtroom yeah with, with the entirety of the of season 23 is like set in a courtroom because i was confused because Aiden Aiden said to me about it, he was like um it's entirely set in a courtroom and I didn't understand what he meant by that. Yeah, but I think it's actually a unique way of storytelling. It says here the twenty third season of the British science fiction TV series Doctor Who, known collectively as the Trial of a Time Lord, aired in weekly episodes from the sixth of December to this oh sixth of September to the sixth of December in nineteen eighty six. It contained four adventures. See, it's weird they give they give um the episode titles or the serial titles here, but they didn't do that on the one that I watched. They got no, so
0: On the broadcast, it's just trial of the Tumble, episode one, two. Yeah, that's one, what uh, I got. Well, I think parts, but anyway. Um, yeah. yeah but I, I don't know if it was fandom or these were the official production names for these- Yeah, that'd stories, be interesting, wouldn't it? Because it was different directors. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm not sure. I just prefer calling it trial of the Tumble as a whole, because I think it is just one big story.
1: It kind of is, and it's, I think that's what makes it unique and yeah. cool. That's what I liked about LA's so where they've got the, the miss, the mysterious planet, mind warp, terror of the vervoids and the ultimate foe. The season also marked the final regular appearance of Colin Baker as the sixth doctor and yeah, also, probably. and also Perry,
3: yeah. who, Perry.
1: I have so many questions for you. So first of all, um, what do you think of this season 23?
0: I love a courtroom drama so i i do love trial who doesn't who doesn't it's always i've because like i feel like fandom always talks about how like oh it would be so much better if they got rid of all the trial stuff which the individual stories disagree like i I think most of the stories if they were without the the trial aspect would be very very dull
3: Mm, I,
0: i understand like a lot of the trial stuff it's the same cliffhanger over and over again but i don't care i love it because it's camp, it's drama, it's just yeah. pointless drama, and I I, I ended up every time. I can't
1: yeah, help it. I agree. I, I I know that people have. Um, I read a quite quite a few things about it about how people were saying that the um, the court stuff didn't go anywhere. But yeah, I disagree as well. I think that was a very unique cool thing to do. And then when I when I started watching episode one, and they like turned to the Matrix. Yeah, which I think, is we had you on Hellbent, they yes. mention the reference, uh, the the Matrix in it, or something. Or they go to the Matrix. Yeah, they're
2: in the Matrix. In is, that as is well. this character relevant at all? Uh, who's this? This lady?
1: That's the Inquisitor. That is the oh, Inquisitor. Yeah, Ross. Who definitely? Girl, um, Ross. We love her. Hell yeah! yeah. She definitely um, comes around the end. But yeah, this is like the um, the person who is like you know. The, it, there's the Bayard who's like so. There's the, the the fence, which is kind of like the doctor who's like kind of defending himself. Mm. And then the person who was trying to get the doctor to, what is it like, give up all his lives. And then uh, that would be it if he gets made guilty. Well, that's why I took away yeah, from so this. this. And then the, <coughs> that this the guy Ballyard. back here That, that's the, the Ballyard, that okay. is the Valiard. That is the Valiard. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, I found it really interesting that the whole idea was that, like, you know, they went to the courtroom and then we got to see the Matrix. And that was actually just the episode. But I guess the episodes where I kind of like uh, scratched my head a little bit. The the mysterious Planet.
0: Yeah, let's start with that one.
1: So that's the first four. Yeah. Which I thought was, like, fine.
0: It's because it's written by Robert Holmes, isn't it? I think it's one of his weakest scripts. That's right. And so his Holmes. last as well.
1: Yeah, so seven problems occurred during production, including the death of script writer Robert Holmes.
0: Yeah, so sorry to speak. Homie died. Joe
1: doing it. Jeez.
0: But, yeah, because... Um, uh...
1: Sounds like he died writing a
2: stinker. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So there's basically like this story that like they uh, Perry and the doctor like land on a planet that's very much like Earth and there's like this um Ravenous. underground society and then there's like ravages on top of the the planet. I don't know. I didn't hate it. I didn't I didn't love it. I guess like I was intrigued at the beginning with the whole idea of the the trial that kind of like took me by surprise. Yeah. And like they're trying to like the value I was trying to like stitch the doctor up by like showing how he like puts perry in danger and like takes things too far and like you
3: know
0: it was by this season that i I think they both were like we need to be nicer on screen to each other so the script was primarily the same but they kind of altered their lines on how they delivered the lines as well to make them seem like they're more friendly because it was getting to a point where they just like why do these two people travel anymore they hate each other
1: yeah Yeah. that's kind of weird vibe isn't it I, i know i know aiden was saying as well that like uh they really thought that this was going to be like the next big thing on TV. Like it was going to be like revolutionary. <laughs> and I think that the, the writing kind of like sets it apart, but it starts cause like, I can see what they were going for, but yeah. it's like, this story is like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like whack and weird, uh, but it is, kind of, <laughs> it is kind of cool though. Cause like, you know, back, back in the, uh, in the, in the final story, we see like characters come back and like, it all kind of gets addressed or everything that was happening yeah. in that episode. But I don't know. Probably my, my favorite story though, definitely was, uh, was, was mind war. Really? Yes.
0: That's intriguing. Well, Cause uh, uh, yeah. let's, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll say one thing about mysterious planet before we move on. So yes, mind please. Mind I watched it with my partner for the first time years and years and years and years ago. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've tortured him to watch Trial of Time Lord, Good and Lord. also reconstructions of missing episodes, and he's still with me. Wow. And we've been together for almost 10 years. Ten so years so nearly. Yeah, oh, really wow. Congratulations, of course. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: percent yeah. So what I'm saying
0: is if you can torture your well, partner well with classic Doctor Who and they stay with you, then it's it's for life, baby. That's a keeper it's a keeper that's a keeper so um yeah so when i watched it with him there's a scene at the end with the l1 robot and he's got he's got the time lord files and a Mm -hmm. little briefcase Mm -hmm. and (laughs) he literally started crying because he was like he just has a little briefcase because he wants to go home because he looked really cute and i was like you're a sensitive little soul that uh, that but it is cute if you know it is it is, it is cute yeah
1: I'm getting a bit sick of seeing a massive ass robot be the villain of some classic story. Yeah, like we, we had this in the the green planet. It's just some dumb ass like computer.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm like, come on guys, maybe enough with the robots and like, you know, the classic like evil mastermind being just like this tin robot. But you know, as far as like classic stories go and like Colin Baker stories, I didn't think it was too bad, but yeah, this story I actually read, I did really like, which is mind war, which is, um, which is Perry's. Perry's last episode. Uh, Nicole Bryan. Nicola Bryan. Nicola Bryan. Yeah. Sam
0: here's a fact check.
1: So that's why Josh is the uh, that's why Josh is the expert. With <laughs> I'm the official
0: correspondent. Code. Did you like Perry as a character? I love Perry. I love. Yeah, Nicola. Perry's great. Oh my god, I'm going to share, share a sad story. Gone. So I went to a convention Tate. in Adelaide years and years and years ago, and it was before I had like a job, so I didn't have any money. Yeah. So uh, Paul McGann was there, I, so I had to choose. Only two people to get a signature from because I couldn't afford any more. Yeah. So I bought one from Fraser Hines and one of Paul McGann because I was like, I'm never going to see Paul McGann here in Adelaide ever again. Who's
1: Fraser Hines?
0: Fraser Hines played Jamie McCrimmon, the second Doctor Companion. Jamie, okay, yeah, yeah. But Perry was my next in line, but I I couldn't afford it. I had no money. Yeah. But I was waiting for my friend who was getting a signature from her. So I was waiting just like behind him and she was like, oh, do you have something like I want her to sign? And I didn't have anything and I felt awful. And it was kind of like an awkward moment. So I hope Nicola Bryan doesn't hate me.
1: Cause you didn't have anything that she could. Cause
0: I had no money. I couldn't, I couldn't pay for an autograph.
1: God, you know. She's, uh,
0: she's
2: disappointed in you too. To be fair,
1: her. like, like that's, fair, you know? <laughs> that's sick though, that you got to like actually me pull McGann and stuff. Was it the, would you, what?
0: What? I'm not scared. I'm not gonna say anything. What? Why? What happened? Why? Why? No, I'll say it. No, no. This podcast. I'll talk to you later about.
2: It. Is Paul McGann cancelled? No, he... Paul McGann is not cancelled. Okay. No,
0: but um, it's a I funny did. story, but it's not a story. I, am not the one to tell it. Oh Let's God.
1: Okay. But you got the signature on <laughs> the. End. I did. I, the I,
0: I did get a signature.
1: Okay. Oh God. All
0: right. I will say this. Yeah, when I went what? out to get his signature, he didn't. He didn't actually look at me or talk to me. His assistant did. Um, so I talked to his assistant and he scribbled his name and then his assistant passed it to me. So I actually didn't talk to Paul again. Oh
1: no. But
0: um, oh I've no. heard there are other reasons why that was the case. I've heard every, uh, every other person on the planet has apparently had lovely, yeah, lovely situations with Paul McGann. Apparently he's great at conventions. I just happened to get him at a bad time, I think. And let's just leave it at that.
1: I've heard that though. Like I know that, um, I know that,
3: <laughs> jenna only, i think jenna
1: only did one i think that's jenna's jenna coleman's loss yeah uh, i poor think jenna i like, think she had a they bad did her experience dirty. i think that she had a bad experience yeah I,
0: I think it was an unflattering photo set up and i don't think she realized how unbothered she looked yeah and it, those lines are long and i think it's doing conventions not easy so and, and also like you're meeting this person for like 10 seconds yeah you know if you met me for 10 seconds you could have got me in a bad moment yeah. And then in that 10 seconds, you're like, oh, that person's an asshole."
1: Yeah, exactly. Like,
0: you're not getting a true representation of that. And then on you know, that same day, I met Kay Manning, and she was, like, so lovely. And she talked to me, like, outside of the conventions and everything like that. So, you know, I got her at the right point. Were you doing uh, YouTube I just, then?
1: Like, nah. Okay.
0: I was, I was, like, 18. Plus, they so have like, yeah.
1: they had the same conversations with, like, fans, yeah. like, all day. Like, yeah. how many times in the last hour have they been told that, like, yeah that they love their work, that they're a great yeah. actress, like that they love them. And, yeah. like, you know, after a while, it's going to start sound a bit, like, mundane. Yeah. And I guess, like, we met, we met, um, I say we, I mean, Aiden, Dumbass, who's in uh, New Zealand right now. Who? Yeah, who? I don't know. That Dumbass in uh, New Zealand right now, and he's dumb van travelling around New Zealand. <laughs> Are you talking about the
2: old host of the 50s? Yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I don't know who, who that man is. Me and
1: Redacted's name.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Thank we you. went to, uh, yeah, we saw Arthur Darville at a con and that was really cool. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, that was sick. I was just too nervous though. Like I didn't, Aiden yeah. spoke to him a lot more than I did, but I, I was just really, really nervous because something about me and like famous people, I just get freaked yeah. out. I had it with this rapper once. So I went up to him and I just couldn't speak. Yeah. And he was cool. lovely. Do you know Illy? Nah.
0: The
1: That's rapper Ellie. Cool. He's like the second, like biggest, like Australian rapper. And I, I didn't even like listen to his stuff and I, I got a vinyl signed and I just couldn't speak. I just went blank, but you know, and I guess like they have to deal with like, nerds like me all day who like probably are, like socially awkward yeah. and like they're there to get, and I wonder if they get like paid well, it must be good. Cause like
0: they, they uh, charge as far a lot. as I know, they get paid the right to be there. Mm. then they get a cut of every photo and signature as well. Yeah, damn, so they get like some fat compensation. It depends on, like, how popular you are and how much of in demand you are. So it's all very dependent on that.
1: I remember when I asked you, um, like, you know, you said you went to, like, Doctor Who fan events, like the cinema and stuff. Do people come up to you and say, I'm a big fan of your content?
0: I haven't been to one since I became a YouTuber. Okay. If you want to use that word. So, um... The only time someone in public has ever come up to me was back in my Tumblr days, like 2010. Some person came up to me and was like, you're this person. And I was like, yeah. And But no, one, no one's ever come up to me and say, wow. you're Josh from YouTube. That surprised me
1: because, like, yeah, they a pretty big following.
0: I, I don't know if Doctor Who's popular in Adelaide. Like, I don't know many people That's who true. are fans of it. Like, I, maybe if I went to the UK or something like that. But, but you know, even then, like, I, I don't think I'm that popular. I don't think I'm famous. I don't think I would be recognized on the street. That's never happened to me and I don't think it ever will.
1: I suppose like we were talking about in the car about how like um, most of our fan base is like in the UK. Like it's so like yeah, like, very
0: much, stuff, like
1: yeah. 80% is like the UK. So like, you know, Australia wise. Yeah, I guess you're right. I don't know. I guess it would be freaky. I mean, like, I know, I yeah, I not the, you know, of course I've never had that, but. Well back when I back
2: when I did, yeah, guys, God, we can't take this Godless Yeah, thank you, WA. Back, back when, when I used to, used to vlog. When you're here, you're a <laughs> WA stan, okay. So <laughs> when
1: I vlogged I got noticed by a couple of kids once, but that's just because like it was just like young ass kids like, you know, like yeah. run around and like word got about that there was a vlogger in yeah. said area. And that was, that was kind of cool. I don't know. Unfortunately, like, you know, if I went to like a, a screening for like a Doctor Who movie and someone recognized me, unfortunately, I'm one of those 20 people who would be like, me? You're not even dressed up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, me? Oh I, my God. I was yes, going to go into the Doctor Who and the Daleks
0: movies. And you got COVID. and yeah, I got COVID. So I missed it. So, okay.
1: I'm not joking. Someone there would have known you
0: oh i put it on twitter so like i knew people who mm. knew me who i haven't met yet so it, it's not so much like i was going to be noticed by some random strangers people on twitter who i talk to or I've would forgotten. you have treated
2: that as like a work thing or more of a no it wouldn't be a work thing well i mean because you know knowing that you might get recognized i mean is that like a does that change how you look at going to events you I, know I like think... as a fan versus as a creator
0: well i i don't I don't consider myself to be a celebrity of any sort.
2: Okay. So, so I, yeah, I, you're I'm, removed I'm from a fan. that.
0: <laughs> like, once like. Fa- so- fan
2: first. That's cool. That's, that's nice.
0: Like someone asked me like to do a panel once in the UK. They said that's so cool. Over, and I said, I'd rather die because I don't Disgusting. consider myself. Well, like imagine me on a stage <laughs> talking about myself for like an hour. Like who would go to that? And if they did, like come I up, think people would just come up and talk to me. You can talk to me. Like I know I'm very intimidating and very masculine and, you know, it's just scary, but I'm approachable.
1: You are approachable.
0: <laughs> I, uh, do you
1: know what blows my mind? I We didn't even like talk this time last year. I remember it was March of 2022. Uh, it's January 2nd now, or 2023. And I was talking to Aiden <laughs> about psyching myself up to DM you and Crispy mm-hmm. about making like a cameo in the 100th episode oh, of the yeah. podcast and crispy said he'd send one in and then forgot yeah. and then <laughs> and then he said um you guys seem really lovely but i've never watched your content before so i can't yeah. say anything in which makes sense by because we could have been like anybody
0: that's the thing i'm really really because i want to be someone who's like if someone asks me just like i do it yeah and I, and I am very open to stuff like that i am open to collaborations but i also need to do my due diligence yeah you know, I, I make sure i watch because the last thing I want to do is be associated with some like alt-right. Crazy that's, I mean. that's why stuff like cameos, you know,
1: something. like the cameo services, but like that's okay yeah. Cause like people, they like, you like shout out the businesses and stuff. And it's like, you're shouting out like podcasts. Like
2: yeah. Aiden
1: got, um, you probably weren't watching the show this morning. Aiden got um, Noel Clark to give me a cameo and he shouted out 50% <laughs>
2: Yeah, on That's it. a really poorly age. And he <laughs> just, <laughs> he
1: just said it. And I'm like, what if we were like, do you have that sound by somewhere? uh it used to be on the show but what, yeah
2: what, I, what was it of no clark saying what he said like, um shout out to the 50 yeah, percent i don't podcast. know it might be on there but i don't know i took here. it off
1: there once he yeah. got a bit cancelled I, I yeah, took yeah. It off, why would any
2: of us have no clark soundbites can't ask yourself that well, back in the day it
1: was cool though because i was like this is sick yeah, i have someone from russell's era shouting out the podcast
0: before you knew the type of but person then it came was. out
1: eventually but like that's what i'm saying like
0: for legal reasons allegedly
1: but i totally get it, but it's scary because like i didn't i didn't um i'm yeah, sorry josh has
2: to stop us from getting
1: yeah for legal yeah. reasons
0: this is all allegedly <laughs> yeah but, allegedly um, see this
1: is why it snares is onto the uh onto the the legal shit. that's you why know he gets doing.
2: the uh yeah. the top billing obviously as the new host so but yeah
1: top billing
0: yeah but yeah um yeah, we didn't
1: talk though. Like, it's crazy. Like now, now, now you're here in Sunny Perth, and we're actually like filming together.
2: It's been a long time, old comedy.
1: <laughs> that you know, that's, that's on Tyren. He who said that he's in this episode. He's in Mind Warp. Are you serious? That yeah, um, wait, this guy, it's General. It's been a long time. Yeah, was no General fucking style or some dumb shit. <laughs> really?
0: Yeah, I, I'm not good with Doctor Who actors. He's a
1: Lord. He's Lord uh, Kiv. The little, uh, the little green. Is that the slug? same
0: guy? Mm. Oh I God. noticed the voice,
1: and I was like, I know this voice, and I was like, that sounds like that. Twat Sontarin. Yeah, so he came back. Yeah, he he uh, played Sontarin General style in Doctor Who in two thousand and eight. Oh. Yeah, That's so, so funny. I never
0: knew that. And again. he
1: plays Lord Kid, the little little sluggy man who
2: does Perry die? Because. Company. Is it the same voice actor, but it's the same character?
1: It's the same actor, so it's right? the so he plays like wow. He plays a little slug. You can bring up you on producer Dan, but he plays like a, if you look, if you look up Lord Kev Kev Kev. Geez, sorry, Josh. Producer, God. Um Geez, see, and you say you're not a classic who? Look, I, got, notes, I gotta be here. I
0: gotta be here. I gotta. I that all the time. so you're
2: saying it wrong. Get it right. What do we do, Lord
1: Kev? What? Is that how you say it's Lord Kiv Lord, Kiv. Lord Kiv. That's all we Just need. Yeah, there he is. Let's so see, um, this little green dude,
2: yeah. he
1: um he is General Stull from the Temps on Tyre Battle mm-hmm. flute, or whatever the hell wow. he says. But yeah. This little dude um Yeah, so does Perry die? Because at the end of the episode, um, Yeah, so originally it's like,
0: she was supposed she to lives. die. Yeah. But then they, they changed their minds last minute. It's like, no, it's sad. So we'll make her live. It doesn't make any sense. Cause
1: like, there's no like one's this, happy about it. there's like this like barbarian bloke in it. Who's like some, like, he's like, some, yeah, he's like some hairy Sorry, ass I guy. I
0: mean, Brian blessed.
1: And then it's like, <laughs> it's just like some hairy ass, like caveman. And then they somehow set up this like romantic thing at the end of the episode. They're like, and Perry lived happily ever after with him. i like, where did this come, come from?
0: I have a feeling that maybe the character of Perry is just attracted to toxic men. Pretty much. I um, And I don't think it's her fault. Sorry, Perry. I, I think it is the writers. Because the Doctor treats her horrifically. Yeah. And then she ends up with Yukanos, who's <laughs> even worse. Maybe I she sh- just thinks <laughs> she can fix them. I don't know. But either way, I think... <laughs> um, Perry can do better. I love you, Perry. And um, find someone who treats you right.
1: There's a little, um, the little doggy fella who's like... Um, oh, yeah, love the dog. The little doggy fella. Is it- it's a very strange episode. Dude, Classic Who is so weird.
0: Philip Mullen's a bit hit and miss with me, the writer. Like, he wrote Vengeance of Varos, which I think is one of... Right. One of the best um, Sixth Doctor stories. And I don't think it's a controversial thing to say. I don't think Aiden likes it. but um,
1: Aiden. Yeah.
0: Me, me and my partner love oh. it. So and we're right about everything. So um. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah. Well when it comes to Yeah, dude, I, I kinda wanna like uh, I kinda wanna get um I wanna do a video where it's like um showing someone who hasn't seen Classic Who before Classic Who. Yeah. Just to get that. Because there's so much like fun stuff in it where I'm like, this is this could be some hilarious content yeah. when you don't know what to expect and you start watching it and you're like Wolf, because there's some there's some funny stuff in here where it's just like you're right, like the way the budget is just like crap and like production just looks cheap and the cameras like.
0: Because I've wanted to bad. do that on my on my channel for ages, but you just can't with clips. Doctor Who BBC like shut you down like that.
1: That's the problem because we we <laughs> we did um we did the uh the watch along for Runaway Bride yeah, which people seem to dig, but I was like I mean it's like if I try and do that with classic who that's just kind of boring. It's like but yeah. BBC and their copyright wouldn't, Sorry, I need to give you this, by the way. <laughs> all right, so, all right. Josh, your favorite oh. drink?
0: Uh, diet Coca Cola. Yippee! There
1: you go. <laughs> that was a genuine
0: yippee. Yes! Um, that I was did a it. Genuine, okay. Actually.
1: Thank you. There uh, you go. I'm
0: cracking open this diet yeah, Coca Cola. So How can we, we not crack
1: pod? open a cold one together? Um, I'm so sorry if these are all messy. These have been in my bag, so. ASMR. I do. I do apologize, but yeah, I thought, how could we not crack a cold one together? Your favorite Let's drink. Let's see if I
2: can um, do yeah. some video no, we'll yeah, editing no, and I'll make the it a good Sorry, Come into my camera, come into my... Uh, oh,
0: come into your camera. Okay, wait, what nice. Come on, come on. Oh, wow, wow. Reduce it, Dan, come on. We got What What is this? I think that worked out really well. My body needed that.
1: So I was saying here... Thank I don't... um. I don't really like Diet Coke, but...
0: You did it for me, so I appreciate that. Well, the plan was to, like,
1: <laughs> like so i got you a six-pack. Do, uh... do you get it? Because, um...
2: What is it? That's is that that what be? That's my, that's I'm I I'm trying to like, get the Coke color, you know, like...
0: That's what I feel like when I'm
2: Yeah, is it color. is it blue? Yeah, blue, I think yeah. is a good Blue?
0: One. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I'm
2: trying great. To find Thanks, it. Producer Dan.
1: <laughs> uh, I was like, I was going to do the joke. because yeah, like, but, you know, you you're not into the beer. So I was going to be like, yeah, there I know. got you a six pack of Diet Coke. <laughs> ha, ha, ha This is hilarious. See, I'm, I'm, I'm into comedy. Okay. I write, yeah. I write this hilarious bit and then I give you a six pack of Coke for, of Diet Coke for your, your yeah, trip baby. to Australia.
0: I do feel like I finally landed in Perth. Now that I have a diet Coca Cola, I am alive.
1: Does it taste any different to Adelaide's?
0: It tastes exactly the same, which is good. It's it's um it's familiar, it's reassuring, it's a slice of home.
1: Are you aware of the beer Swan Draft?
0: No. <laughs> okay because that
1: recently got started being brewed again in in western Australia okay but originally it was being brewed in another state and they said that it was like a wa beer and now it's yeah, finally good. come home wow so yeah Bare they, minimum. there's the there's the uh, the beer facts for, yeah, it's finally home for folks. Josh it's coming home <laughs> all right so I actually okay right, so back to Colin I actually thought Colin was actually probably would you say this is his best performance?
0: Oh, yeah. He's so good at this. I always hate when people go on. It's like, oh, the Sixth Doctor was never good to a big finish. Bullshit. Ah. Watch Trial of the Time Lord. He is excellent. Especially in that final two episodes. He is electric. And I, I think he has good. a lot of good stuff in his first season as well. But I think by this season, he's really got it. And I think it is ridiculous that he didn't get a third season. And I think the BBC made a massive mistake because I think...
2: What, what did you say people say about him?
0: But he stinks. I don't know what I said. I say Disgusting. a lot of things. Disgusting. Wait, he only got
1: two seasons? 22 and 23? Yeah,
0: 23 and that's it. What? No way, really? Yeah. There's a lot of stories about I didn't why, but I, I, it's, all, yeah. it's all he said, she said.
1: So, wait, so well, the episode we watched, I always get it wrong. Revenge of the Cybermen? Attack of the Cybermen. <laughs> yeah. How many
0: Revenge of is is,
1: is the is Cybermen is in season two. Um, Sorry. Yeah. So Attack of the Cybermen. What yeah. That was season 22. What episode was that again? That was episode four.
0: And Attack of the Cybermen was his first two episodes of season 22. So that was his first as a doctor. All right. I, I, you know, technically three seasons because he was in the end of Peter. That's right. When
1: Peter season. Davison regenerates in yeah. the, the caves of but I that's not what Arisane? I
0: meant. I meant he ha- should have three full seasons to himself because he's good. At least. Right.
1: So you're saying because he had three seasons being yes. at the end of. Yeah. So is he in the case of, uh, how do you say, Adrazani? Arasani.
0: Yeah, he's, a- he's in the regeneration scene, but that's it.
1: I've always wanted to watch that episode. It's good. That's considered good. one of the best episodes, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's solid.
0: I haven't watched it in years. I wonder if it's still as good now. i went waiting for the collection set, so I'm not rewatching anything unless it's on in in, in HD. Yeah,
1: you sound like Aiden now.
0: Yeah, considering I'm a small. considering
1: you're trying to replace him, you're sounding a lot like him. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything. Okay, so speaking of C- caves of Art Ad- Ad- Andrazani. the Andrazani, that was the first video I watched of yours.
0: I did a video about Case of Vergrazani. Mm-hmm.
1: With the with the little scuba diver. You yeah, know like the haunted episode where it came out on Halloween.
0: That wasn't about Case of Urges, Oh shit. That was about um... <laughs> Oh god.
1: Isn't it not? Oh my god.
0: <laughs> it's the best. It is? Yeah. It's for Revenge of the Cybermen. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it is. is it? That's where they fil- they filmed in those caves. Why do I think it was the case of all I don't know, because are, sure? are you I...
1: sure it's not? Because I'm pretty okay, sure it I'll is. be honest.
0: As soon as the video goes up.
1: Yeah, you, you just forget. It's gone. I
0: yeah. don't remember it. I, I don't remember ever making it. I could have said anything. And I'd be like, I've never said that before in my life. As soon as this podcast comes out, I don't know what happened.
1: Well, that's good. Except I, I, I
0: will never forget a Coca-Cola.
1: Because I I remember I um, when I... It was right after the... Um, you could do an advert for... Would you ever do a Diet Coke sponsorship? And if you say no, I don't believe you.
0: I. That, it would be the only sponsorship I would say yes to yeah i i'm not really into sponsorships really they stress me out what because they gave work. you
1: they gave you something to read
0: yeah it feels like it's work and i also don't like lying on camera i work in marketing lying like, on camera i, 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 oh, I, I love, love
1: this service I,
0: I don't lie to people i'm not into that
1: yeah okay fair enough
0: not just, that button i know catarina
2: <laughs> is, is that a classic
1: key reference yeah <laughs> damn nerd <laughs> um, sorry I'm so horrible to my level wow. guest.
2: He's my boss so I have to applause him so.
1: um, It was after the uh, Women Who Fell to Earth uh, Premiere At the cinema that I went to with Aiden, yeah. And I went and I watched My first Josh Snez video wow. Which is pretty ironic Because Aiden got me into your content And Where you missed out on you being here
0: Yeah It's weird yeah, because I knew he watched my stuff before you did.
1: Yes, I'm a fake, but, um, fake fan, I think.
0: But if anything, I, I came in too late to see you guys. So
1: It's possible. Like, oh, so do you Do you, like, um, do you know, like... Do you know how sometimes people say, like, I always know who, like, watches my content because I always comment on my stuff. Was that, like, how you got to know Aiden? Because he was, like, constantly... Because I, I yeah. know you followed, you followed me on Twitter before Aiden, and I loved did that. I? Yeah, because I, <laughs> I would send it to Aiden, like... Look who just followed me! That was a big day on my. I
0: I do. I do make a preference for Australian Doctor Who fans because there's not many of us, so I usually will follow back Australian Doctor Who fans. But I,
1: I don't think I was doing the podcast then.
0: I don't know why we love Josh. I have no idea. I remember even like me
1: and producer Dam were in the Gold Coast, and I was like posting like funny tweets, and like you were liking them, and I was like. Holy smokes. Well
2: you if you you're my, funny, I'll follow you. You are the
1: one, if you're my, not funny, the one I like I got. I, I see that quinton reviews uh really loves your content.
0: Oh yeah, I love Quentin. He's sweet.
1: So producer Dan's a huge fan of him. Yeah, I love Quentin. Shout out. Do you guys yeah. talk at all?
0: We, we we talk every now and then. Um mm. he, years ago he he messaged me and I, I didn't know him at that point. But he was watching my YouTube channel and he said we should collaborate and it just never happened because I don't know what to do. I don't have no idea. I'm not good with that. T- I'm not like when it comes to collaborations, I'm not really the, the ideas person for that. If someone's like, Hey, I want to do this. I'd be like, okay. Right. I can help out.
2: If someone says, Hey, you, you just fell out of the wormhole. You just go along with you it. You just go along with yeah. it. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I, I do love to watch his Garfield videos. The Garfield I, I also slaps. love slaps. Dude,
1: wow. I love Quentin. I actually, the first video I watched from Quentin, was his end of time part one and two video? Oh yeah. Insane. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't look at his channel now and think he does Doctor Who, no. did Doctor oh, yeah, Who content. He tweets about
2: Doctor Who a lot, doesn't he? He still yeah. watches. Yeah.
1: He still watches. So I saw that he watched your content, which is awesome. But that's, that's sick, man. Like, you know, I guess like, I guess like, you know, it's a small world, that kind of thing. Yeah. Cause like, I, I love his content and like, I guess it just shows that like, you can connect for a little thing called Twitter. Yeah. It's but so it's weird. Like, but he it's actually mentioned me on
0: Facebook. Facebook. This is how long ago <laughs> um, I, I really don't really use Facebook, um, but he messaged me on that. That was, it, it was a long time ago now.
1: Yeah, that would scare me. But, if but yeah, he's dem- into a lot Facebook. of missing
0: episode stuff as well. So mm. yeah, he's he's much of a little Doctor Who freak. As you yeah, know. he does
2: a lot of uh, Lost Media stuff, right? Yeah, he yeah. does that
0: type of shit. So I think that's why he stumbled upon my stuff. I'm surprised, like, cause in the Lost Media space on YouTube, Doctor Who's rarely mentioned. It is never mentioned. That's, that's, which that's is your weird. job. That's where you come
1: in. You, well, filled, the the, thing, you like, filled the void though. I'm
0: trying to like, should I try and twist my channel to be more lost media and say lost media instead of missing episodes? So yeah. not because I want more people to watch my channel, but to put the word out there because people are always always about like Nickelodeon stuff. They're talking about all these like niche things that were broadcast once and then lost. Yeah. But no one's talking about Doctor Who, which is weird because film collectors hate us. Because the entire discussion is about Doctor Who with that with them, yeah, so when it comes to like, missing episode collectors or whatever, so people who are hoarding stuff, if they have stuff, they hate Doctor Who fans because we're so insistent. That's what I want to ask you
1: about, so do you believe that there are just collectors who own the copies and just won't say it, or yes,
0: that's without saying though uh, i I think I know there are them in film in people's private collections. That's crazy. Do you think they even watch it
1: though, or they just like having it?
0: They like having it. Because the the thing about film collectors, because in some ways, (laughs) it's a good thing. Because in their collection, it is safe. It is not deteriorating. It is not being viewed, which is even Mm. better. Mm -hmm. If it is staying in their little archive. All right, Dan. Sorry, guys. If it's staying in their little archive, that's great. But the problem is... A lot of Doctor Who fans think, oh, one day they'll die and then their families will donate these film cans to the BBC. That's right. not going to happen. You know, we've got to stop living in this fantasy world where we think that's going to happen. These collect these film cans, what's going to happen is this person's going to die. These collection, these film cans will be handed to other private collectors and then they will hoard it and then the cycle will continue. Right. Or even worse is that the family don't actually understand the worth of these films well, and they'll bin it. Insane. And, you know, I hate to to turn it into something so negative like that because that's not the case for all of them. A lot of people generally don't know the worth of what they have. And this goes to, to, to all across Doctor Who. You know, when we talk about John Cura's telesnaps, you know, like he tell, he took... So a telesnap is an off-air photograph where someone pointed a camera and a television screen and took pictures of it. Uh-huh. John Cura was commissioned to do these for lots of BBC and ITV shows back in the 60s. So Doctor Who has a lot of them. So he used to take photos of everything. So this is like the last surviving record of a lot of lost media. When he passed away in 69, his wife offered this to the BBC and said, hey, here are all his Telesat collection. Yeah, right. Take this. And they were like, we don't see the worth in it. We don't want it. And she jumped it. Oh my god. Now we look back and there's so many Doctor Who missing episodes and so much lost media in general from the BBC and ITV that no remnants exist. And we're so lucky that we have a whole bunch of these tele-snaps from Doctor Who that we take for granted. But for, we could have had them all, potentially, unless they weren't commissioned. But potentially we could have stuff like Dalek's Master Plan. We could have stuff like mm. the Space Pirates. You know, Space Pirates is very exciting to many people, but having that bit of lost media is so important and we're missing so much because of people not understanding the worth and it's sad.
1: And that's why you believe in, like, keeping the content. Like, you, because you you yes. always say, like, I get it as well. It's like, I into this trap of like, you know, you upload on YouTube and it's like, it's there, but it's not cause I can take it down whenever I yeah. like. It's like, so do you save all your videos on like a, like a hard drive or like a.
0: Cause the thing is, I don't see worth in what I do. So don't oh, I, oh, don't. I, gotcha. I, I keep some stuff, but a lot of my stuff, I'm like, that's not important, but you know, that's, that's the thing you have to rely on the community to do the right thing. We like so much of Dr. Who's lost content is thanks to the hard work of fans. Mm. We're talking about people like Graham strong who wide in his or his reel by reel tape recorder. into the TV to record crystal clear audio that they've used for animations for reconstructions, That the BBC said Sorry. thank you and gave him a tour and that's it. And they'd be making reconstructions, animations, all this stuff off of his hard work. And if he didn't do that, if these other fans didn't do that, we'd have nothing. So, it, you know, and this is still happening today. We're talking about stuff like, you know, the new Batgirl movie that's not out anymore, but all, all this stuff that's on streaming that's keeps getting like taken down. And if it isn't for people the community to yeah. come in and come in there and preserve it, it's gone. Well, that is and why, why this
1: physical media is like so important as yes. well. Cause like, you're right about the whole, like, you know, someone could be on face and get taken down. What were you saying? that oh, well, Dan doesn't really have a mic right now. Dan was saying about, what was it? Westworld that is yeah. getting taken off because uh and then you can't even watch it anymore unless you have like a physical copy of something or like a physical copy of it i guess that's why like well these collectors though like these collectors who have like these film reels like where would they have even got them from like at auctions like
0: so a lot of it is it's it's its own network so they're all talking to each other it's all i've got this you've got this let's trade it's a lot of that because monetary value doesn't matter. It's about having something that no one else has. And, you know, I, I, it's hard for me because I'm not someone who can understand that mentality because it's so against my beliefs. My belief is information for all. I think it should be accessible and free to everyone. Um, Especially stuff like this, which means so much to people. Mm. You know, this isn't some random episode of, you know, like big brother or something that's one episode is missing. You know, this is like, that really is culturally important. And I'm not just talking about Dr. Who I'm talking about so much lost media and that's why people care so much about it. That's why people are so interested by it Mm. and it's just, yeah, it's very sad. I, I wish I could understand the mentality more and I know there's reasoning behind it and I know we should be more forgiving, but I, I find it hard to feel forgiving to people who are not very generous.
2: What do you think? Is there like a uh thing that people, networks are saying, need to be doing to be like preserving it more? The thing is, because the
0: thing is, the thing is what, what we're really dealing with here is we're dealing with people who only want lost media in exchange for lost media. So if you were a film wow. collector and you had something that no one
2: else had, and you could
0: trade it. Wow. But they might not be interested in it. Because it all comes down to like personal taste.
2: So it's just a super niche market.
0: Yeah. yeah. So there's a potential like someone out there could have, I don't know, let's say 10th Planet episode four. Good chance that's out there. I think it's out there. Not saying it is, but I think it could be. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance someone would hold on to that because it has significant value because it's William Hartnell's regeneration episode. And a lot of these film collectors, it was a part of their childhood. They're not Doctor Who fans anymore. These people who were Doctor Who fans as a kid, they watched it as a kid and they have warm memories of it. And then they grow up and they're like, I've got this. No one else has it. That's the worth of it. Mm. So if someone comes up to them and says, hey, I've got a copy of this obscure lost media. And they're like, I'm not interested in that because it doesn't have any emotional value to me. They don't want to trade. So, you know, like you have someone like Ian Levine who had a copy of Invasion of the Dinosaurs. He had, I I don't remember which episode, but he had an episode that the BBC didn't have. And he held on to it so he could trade for what he considered a more valuable missing episode. But that episode did exist somewhere else. So it was fine that he ordered this right. in the potential trade. I don't think Ian e. Levine has anything anymore. I'm not I'm not saying that. This was back in about the 80s. So he was doing he was playing the game. The only game that you can play is I've got this. Can you give me this? And I'll give you this and we'll switch. That is the only game to play. Unless you happen to get someone who, you know, you like a lot of the recent people, like, you know, um who did Underwater Menace and um Galaxy Four, I forgot his name, sorry. But um he had it in his collection that he didn't know right. that that it was missing. Right. Because a lot of people would assume that Doctor Who that the BBC would keep their archive in check.
2: And how do people get these collections? Like do they just film every episode of tv yeah, that, that they watch it, like, like uh, so they...
0: with these ones that they're there. so when doctor who was sent out they would make copies of it. So they would they would do a process called tele-recording yeah where cool. they would set up a film camera pointed it at a TV of projection i'm simplifying it and they would make a copy of the videotape that That's nuts, yeah so they would send these out to australia across the world So, a lot of the missing episodes that have come back are are copies. Uh, That's mostly
1: from Africa as well, isn't it? Yeah.
0: So, Mm. these tapes, and so these reels would be, after a certain period, their rebroadcasting rights would expire or they would need more room in their archives. So, they would be marked to be junked. Now, some people would just junk these. They would take the reel out and then chuck it (laughs) in the bin. Mm. Or someone out there might take it home with them. And then... It and would end up in a private collection, as the collection. A, yeah, and yeah, then it yeah, would yeah, sell yeah. to other private collectors. Okay. Especially because during this time, when people are selling these old film reels, it would have been pre-internet. Mm. I doubt anyone's trading missing episodes online. That's I, I don't know how film collectors work nowadays. It's like too low
2: level for them. Yeah.
0: So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there. It's a it's a tight knit community within itself.
1: Wow. Do you believe there are, wow. is there like a type of episode or like a serial that you think has actually gone forever? Like no one's heard of it since it just like got burnt?
0: There's one episode, never say never, but the Feast of Stephen, so episode seven of the Diet's Master
1: Plan. So no one knows was, There was
0: never a copy made oh, okay. that we know of. Now, when we say there was never a copy made of, it means it was never sent out to be distributed across the world. So it was only ever broadcast in the UK. Because when they sold Diets Master Plan overseas, it only ever went to the UK. Mm. It, Diets Master Plan came to Australia, but we didn't broadcast it here. we did buy episode seven because it was a Christmas special. So it didn't make sense in the broadcasting sense.
1: Is that like with Marco Polo as well? There's just one missing?
0: It's weird. No, Marco Polo has none, which is weird. Okay. This, is, this is funny. With Diets Master Plan, there's only have two copies. All right. So the UK okay. and okay. Australia. We have three episodes from that. We have episodes two, five, and ten. Mm-hmm. So why do we have those when there's only two ever copies? Marco Polo, we have like, I think there was like eight or more copies made. Because it was distributed like a lot of places because it was early. Doctor Who and they were testing different countries. Yeah, Who's right. interested in having it. But we have no copies of Marco Polo. Yeah. So in theory, you would think there must be Marco Polo out there. But that's not necessarily the case. Right. It's just the luck of the draw. I like Darks Master Plan, the fact that we have three episodes is just crazy. Mm. Like what are the chances But so you can't really make a really good educated guess when we have examples like that. But then there's, I think this is what I was trying to say earlier, there's always a chance that a producer said, I need a copy of that to review. And that was an internal copy of an episode that was in the BBC that is not an official on the list. It, wouldn't, it probably wouldn't have been marked up to say, I need a copy of this. So there's always a chance that one of those copies exists somewhere in the wild. But we, I don't think anyone, anyone's ever found one of those, but I've heard Crazy. that's a possibility, but I wouldn't get my hopes up about that.
1: It's like a, is, did you, you, did, you you said something like a, uh, it was like almost like a shack in Africa or something where you could just like find like old reels and so you can go through there and maybe find like an episode of Doctor Who or something. Is it like, is it something like that where it could be that simple of finding them or?
0: It's. Incredibly difficult to get into archives. Right. You know, like, you know, look at the stuff that like Philip Morris did, Finding the Web of Fear and Enemy of the World. That was like a big operation. It wasn't just Philip Morris going through an archive, it was a big team of people. Right. And it was a lot of communication and a lot of like it's it's you're also playing the game there because you're also saying, I know you have something of worth in your archive, but I don't want to clue onto you how good that is yeah, and the fact that i want you to give it to me for free right. because it's bbc property so it's such a difficult thing because the bbc can't give you like 100 bucks to bring it back a missing episode
1: i was going to ask about like money yeah so they yeah. can't even ask for that no so they couldn't even give you like we'll give you this much money no. and you can get a portion of like the blu-ray resale that's not because okay. technically it's their property yeah, true. I uh, Of course, it's but, like a stolen. Yeah. Wow. Hey, this so is, is that. Why
2: the name of the game is just to like not tell the BBC exactly what you have. <laughs> I suppose. So I guess yeah. I could probably come in and
0: like
1: yeah. sue your ass for doing it.
0: But we say this as well. But then you got stuff like episode one of the Crusade, the Lion. So when that was returned, the guy who had it, he sent it to the BBC to make a copy. Then he wanted it back, and then he wanted to resell it. So sell the film print to somebody. Right. And apparently the BBC had a problem with that at the time. And he was like, I gave you this for free. I could have kept it myself. I should be able to sell it. Right. And there was a big legal dispute about who owned this. Is this the BBC's problem? But eventually the BBC were like, you know what? It's fine. (laughs) You can sell this. But eventually I think he ended up making no money because the advertising rights were just a nightmare.
1: Isn't that sad? It's pretty wild. Like I can see why why you wanted (laughs) to keep making content about this because it's so fun. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I know do you go, so much. Do
1: you go crazy a little bit, guiding <laughs> all this information or
0: well, I, I'm brain dumping right now because I just it's just in my head now. Did
1: you have to like dig real deep and like
0: I've read a defined, lot of books and stuff and, right you know it's it's hard because it is it is my little passion. Yeah. And you know, my YouTube stuff, it's like it's like my my missing episodes documentary, my my first big video and stuff like that. Yeah. There are a lot of errors in it because I was very new. Right And over time, I've started making videos that kind of replace that video yeah, okay. to, to reinform because now I'm very strict. It's like I need multiple sources. Like today, I am literally going off my memory. So, if I've messed something up, that's because I haven't fact-checked today. Yeah. But I, I usually try and get at least two sources or I chuck a big old allegedly. <laughs> so,
1: allegedly, of course. Yeah, that's um, what
2: the 50% means. 50% accurate. Yeah, 50%, <laughs> 50% accurate.
0: Yeah. I'm going for at least that. So, yeah. Do you have the favorite
1: video you've made?
0: uh nothing doctor who related for real it's all like stuff i used to make a uni with my friends right it's like karate nun and stuff like that
1: oh god i remember that i yeah. don't even talk about that <laughs> oh god what you know i know you did do no, you,
2: scr- you want to screen it or? yeah you got, you got
1: the <laughs> film reel of that I, don't, I i know i asked you this um the first time you come on but um you know you did that that you did the series of like mysteries and stuff
0: Oh yeah, I'll explain. yeah.
1: Yeah, that was so dope. Do you see yourself, like, I know it's hard when, like, I guess you're, like, primarily a yeah. Doctor Who YouTube channel, but, like, have you been doing any more thought about, because, like, you've also recently uploaded that you're going to be uploading uh, once a week now. Yeah. Do you see any of that not being Doctor Who content?
0: I think YouTube won't let you. Yeah. It's it's not so much that I know I, I know if I make something that I won't get the views. That's not so much a problem. But it makes you feel bad. Mm, it, it, it tells you this is not this is not getting clicks. Mm. People aren't watching this. And it, it as much as I don't try to look at that type of stuff because I realistically I don't really care because I know that people do like this what is I what we're do. we're talking about Josh. That is karate non, yeah. <laughs> Karateon, yeah. Karate on we love it. That's Nick. <laughs> um she's iconic i love her so much um but Good yeah call.
1: um yeah more of this please josh
0: <laughs> i don't think i can make cry on again i think this is very much like a first year uni project where like you're just filming and you're not thinking too much
1: just having fun you know
0: whereas now i i think too much because well, my job we, I, I have to
1: yeah we used to do stuff like that all the time
0: dan and fun. i
1: and aiden and all that and it just like yeah it was like but where you could just, that's why I like making like the, the Christmas content. Like, I don't know if you saw any of that, but yeah, just like when we filmed the Christmas trial, like Aiden, Aiden, like he took it so fucking seriously. There was like three different cameras. Yeah, I swear I came in and I had to read a script and he was like, okay, now we're going to like revise the script that we're going to do. It. And we, we rehearsed it like 10 times in a row until yeah. I remembered it. And it's like, okay, now it's time to, to film it. It took us like an hour and a half to film like a a minute trailer. And I was like, it was kind of fun to because like we did a video where I viewed the um the season one, and two OSC vinyl and like just to be able to just like have fun and not care about yeah. I don't know, the rule of thirds or some dumb shit. Yeah. It's like it's just fun to do that. And like, but you're right, that video did terrible and I was really proud of it. And I thought it yeah. looked really fun and it was really fun to do. And yeah, unfortunately it just didn't do well. And it's like that kind yeah. of content that just like the vlogs, I like I love making the vlogs, but they don't do great, you yeah. know. And I don't think they ever will do great. And it's a shame because
2: I think sad I think
0: it's about finding that balance between what you're enjoying making and what people actually want to watch. And what
1: it what actually works with the audience, you know.
0: And I think I've found that sweet spot where I've I've realized that A lot of different people like different things that I do. So there's some people who like the more relaxed, jokey off the cuff stuff that I do. And there's some people who hate that. And then there's the documentary stuff that everyone seems to like. Mm. That's my, as my neutral, I know that people are going to like that. Mm -hmm. But at some points I'm like, when are my documentaries getting too niche that no one, like when I talk about John Cura, like no one knows who John Cura is. And it's like, what do you title that video? Mm. So, you know, it's...
1: Titles are the worst. I yeah, hate titles and I'm so bad at it. I always get Aiden to do it mostly. I'm like, you know. think of a good title because I can't. What's the yeah. point of being alive? <laughs> that yeah. is the that is the, you know. Yeah. That's hard. I feel like one of my one of my resolutions is to stop looking at um this YouTube studio oh, app on it, my yeah. phone as much as I am. Cause like I could look at it sometimes, especially if I upload yeah, a video. Yeah. I could <laughs> I could look at I could look at that shit like three times in an hour
2: yeah,
1: and I'm like, this is not doing me any good. Like I just got to like care about it still, yeah. but not check it as much. Cause I just don't see it as like a healthy.
2: yeah. Just make a point guys too. like, um, you know, we were talking about Quinn reviews earlier and, and lost media and all that sort of stuff. And I think, you know, I, I recently watched a video about um, some Disney theme tune and who composed that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this stuff doesn't really get like, Catalogued in popular culture, unless people go out and do it, you know. So, having people like actually yeah. talk about the lost media it does have to happen because otherwise it gets forgotten, you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's why YouTube is so great. Like, having
2: it, yeah, and it lets like anyone so get, just get out and do it, put their yeah. stuff out, and you don't have to be a BBC employee, you know, you can just talk about no, the love show because you like
1: it. I love that about it, and that's why I've always loved YouTube. That's why I've done it for so long. It's just like so great that you know, you can really tell when someone cares about content and i i don't know i don't like to associate myself with people who who don't and i I care about the quality of it so the fact that like you know there's people who who are doing that i don't know i just think it's really great
0: i think it's hard for the bbc because it's such a sore topic for them because it's like yes we jumped all of these and now we have to try and find a way of getting people excited about our animations and reconstructions and audio releases when The ghost of we junked these, please buy these things that aren't as good. And I think that's always going to be a difficult thing for them to try and do. Whereas with fans, I try and, I try and do a positive spin on on missing episodes. I I try and highlight the people who saved it and I want to reiterate missing episodes, the BBC didn't junk the missing episodes out of malice. It was never out of malice. It was an industry wide problem. And it's something that happens across the world, but it was happening far too late in the BBC and they knew it. And it took them a long time to figure out how to do it correctly. And thanks to people like Sue Morden, who worked at the BBC, who is a big reason why we have so much back because she went out and did her job and she found, she made Doctor Who her pet project. She contacted everyone and got everything back. Mm. We have so much because of her. And the junkies stopped because of people like her. So, you know, we, I, I don't want to just rag on the BBC because the BBC did step up.
1: We love the BBC.
0: Unfortunately, it was too late. If they what were four we years earlier, we'd be looking at a completely different story. I wouldn't be here talking about Doctor Who missing episodes because there wouldn't be that many.
1: Has anyone reached out to you? Like, has anyone, like, from, like, the missing episodes, like, reached out to you and been like, man, this content, like, is great.
0: No, I don't think. Okay.
2: I don't think they would have talk to me. Okay. Like, wouldn't some of those episodes be like, like their last, you know? I'm sure there were actors that only did that, you know? Oh, you mean people in them? Well, like... Or do you mean the collectors? <laughs> well, like, you know, people who, like, were
1: scavenging scourg- to, like, get them out there. Surely they're like, well, it's great that, you know, this content's actually being loved and there are people who want to make content about it and...
0: I had a few messages from philip morris but then that was a very long time ago and i don't talk to him anymore and i didn't really talk to him anymore he just sent some i think he sent some nice messages about it but i don't really recall um it was a long time ago but apart from that no i i talked to people who were like involved with like the missing episodes mm. uh, animations and that and um I'd like to talk to a lot more of them, but I have a feeling that they don't want to talk to me. Yeah,
1: that's fine. Yeah. I, I, um, I bought Aiden the, uh, the abominable snowman, mm.
0: the,
1: the animation. Yeah. Which is going to be the last one for a while, I believe. Yes. So well, we don't know. We've like Russell, kind of, I do want to speak to you about Russell real quick. Yeah. Um, cause we're in the 60th year now, uh, now that we're here, we got the trailer, the new trailer. They came yeah. out on the 25th in the UK. What are you thinking? Are you really excited, or are you still?
0: Yeah, I, I've been hesitant? talking to people about this. I'm, I'm still pumped. I thought it would have died down by now, but I'm still really excited. Yeah, that's pretty wild, hey. Like, I, I think, I think a big part of it is because Donna's coming back because Donna's my favorite new series companion. Full stop. I think, I, I think she's the best companion. Full stop. Sorry, Nissa.
1: But
0: I. This is number two. This is number two. Always, always. Donna I, is perfect. Every episode, I think she is brilliant. Mm-hmm. I, I have nothing. I have nothing negative to say about Donna. And I think Catherine Tate is a blessing. We were so lucky to have yeah, her on the show, and absolutely. to have her back again. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Incredible. No, hundred percent.
0: So yeah, I am very excited. I I love David Tennant. I you know I keep buying all of this big finish audio stuff. So I'm excited to see him back on the screen. So I think. I think it's a good way to bring back an old audience because the thing is everyone I know who has stopped watching Doctor Who mm. are going to watch it because David Tennant yeah, is that
1: ugh, Ain't that the truth. I literally had that conversation with my sister the other day. It's like David Tennant's coming back and it's like, well, I'll watch. And it's like my mum is yeah. as well. And it's like good gravy. Like- and it's
0: like Doctor Who fans can complain as much as they like, but he's there for three episodes and then he's off. And there's a good chance he, oh, he'll he probably come back again. But for a tiny, little, for, for yeah, a tiny it little bit. It won't yeah. be like, well,
1: we're getting that. But it, nothing it's still bananas like though.
0: Nothing like this. And you know, this is the type of stuff. Crazy. That in 20 years time, they would be begging happens. Mm. You know, this is the type of stuff that we've been asking for forever is to get a previous doctor come back to do multiple episodes. It's nuts, you know, isn't it? People have been begging for David Tennant's return since he left. Yes. But now that he's back, everyone's like, oh no, I don't like David Tennant. It's like, you're a liar.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like you can't please it because it's like it's. Uh, they say it's unoriginal. Yes, but then like when it when it was like you know being original, I guess to yeah, an extent, okay. no one liked it.
0: And I want to clarify as well: but the people I know didn't drop out because of Christian or Jody. A lot of people I knew stopped watching after Matt Smith, mm. or stopped watching after Capaldi, that or was stopped a big watching thing. after Jody. Yeah. So you know, to get David Tennant back, who's the most popular Doctor, makes sense.
2: No, it does. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who fell off from the show for, like, uh, plenty of different reasons. I I know there were people who left because of Capaldi, because of Jodie, because of... Well, it changes so much. It changes so much, you know.
0: I think one of the biggest things that killed Doctor Who is the fact that it's on breaks all the time. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) it's it's never on. And when it is on, no one knows where to watch it because it's not on streaming. And I think that's the big thing. I don't think Capaldi or Jodie killed Doctor Who. I said that being dramatic, using the word killed. Mm-hmm. Doctor Who wasn't on, I think Doctor Who started dipping when streaming started going up. Mm. During the Capaldi time, that's when everyone was streaming. So everyone just started that like, convenience had changed. That's a really good point. Whereas yeah. during the Matt Smith era, people were still buying DVDs. Yeah, that's people, a People really I knew point. watch DVDs. Whereas nowadays, only us crazy film nerds buy Blu-rays and that. Whereas I don't know anyone who has a DVD player. I, I know people who don't own D V D players or Blu-rays or anything. Mm. And that's normal. That's a normal thing because most normal people have lives and they just watch an episode or something once and then they move on with their lives. And it must be really nice to be like that, that. But I'm not that person.
1: I feel like, <laughs> I so much I want to ask you. What about what do you think about the um what do you think about the Disney Plus thing then? Because now we're going completely streaming, except for the UK and yeah. Ireland.
0: I'm in two minds about it. In one side, it's I think it's a good thing that Doctor Who will be in HD. It's easily accessible, (laughs) people can watch it. Whereas I, of course, feel really sad that it's not on the ABC anymore because it's free to air. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, that's their only option. They can Mm -hmm. only watch free to air. They can't afford Mm -hmm. any of these streaming services or even internet, you know? And like the idea of like that that being taken away is awful. And, but you know, at least in the UK, the BBC is still going to be free and in the uk it's a different story to australia on iplayer i'm pretty sure it is hd Mm -hmm. but here in australia it was 480 at best it said it was 720 but it wasn't it never was for me you know when i was watching legend of the sea devils that was the last one i watched on iview because i couldn't i couldn't see anything because it was pixelated and it was all mush and because it's a 5.1 surround sound they they compress it into stereo So you can't hear what anyone is saying because the music is louder than the audio. Mm. And I was just like, you know what? I can't watch Jody's last episode on this because I want to enjoy it. I want to watch this. So I illegally downloaded it.
1: Do you want to confess to that as well, producer yeah, Dan? Yeah, same, here. He's, same doing, here. He's been doing that for fucking ages. Because no, what I've is for the last few episodes. Sorry, I episodes, don't want to sorry, yeah. try
2: to get the police to come. No, anyway. pretty much since I was. I think I watched Flux on, on the ABC, but I think since the yeah. Flux, I I- I downloaded some flux. No, I watched some on it. ABC, you know. But you it's...
1: liar! That is that's bullshit. He, he you
2: download all <laughs>
1: flux. So
0: I know you
2: did. I I don't want it to be crappy because it sucks on yeah. streams, man. It yeah, sucks yeah, yeah.
0: because I would used to watch it on iView. <laughs> then I would download it and then watch it in HD. Mm. And I was like, why do I have to suffer? Through something where I can't hear what they're saying. I can't see anything just to watch my favorite television show. No, it's true. I was like, you know what? I'm drawing the line. So when that Disney plus thing came through, I was like, you know what? For me, thank God. But I was like, it is unfair to many people around the world. And I think it is unfair. But then there's also the case of there's many countries around the world where they couldn't watch Doctor Who free anyway. Yeah, we've had like now Indian a fans and
1: a Chinese fan message. Yeah. And I just think that's amazing that they have access to it. Yeah. That's a really cool part of it. So
0: it's like some ways it's more accessible and some ways it's not. Yeah,
1: it's true. Yeah. It's a double-edged sword, you know.
0: But yeah, I, I think Doctor Who is just catching up to the times. And Doctor Who's always too late. Yeah. <laughs> it's always yeah. like five years that's behind. True. And it's like.
2: <laughs> I, I will just say as well about the accessibility thing. Like, if it's functionally pretty much unwatchable that's not very accessible either you know I like so this is how
0: I, <laughs> I, guess I, I don't think it's fair to people to not be able to watch it on ivy in a watchable quality no and, and it, this isn't i i i think you need to experience watching on ivy to understand what i'm saying because i'm not being it sounds like i'm being dramatic but I'm like, the, no, the, the video quality. It's, it's literally
2: worse than watching it on a DVD. Like, it's. it's, <laughs> that, it's I would
0: love a DVD. A DVD copy. would That'd be, be better. way better than an yeah. well, The Streaming
1: always goes up and down as well, like yeah. the quality. And it's like, it's compressed audio. Yeah, it but when sucks. it's good, it's bad. So. Yeah, exactly. It was. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it, wh- look, the more I think about that, I am getting a little bit worried because like i i don't like i don't like marvel and i'm i'm not liking what they've done with star wars and i am a bit scared with the whole disney thing it's a bit scary i don't know it just i'm a bit yeah. worried if they got their fingers in the script a little bit but russell i trust yeah. russell but i'm still a bit worried like it is a bit like let's just hope that, like it's like if we get a better budget which we are It's say like, but to what extent because if the story's not there yeah it's going to show it. It's just going to look like a, a nice piece of crap, almost. I'm a bit, I am a bit worried. But I think, I think casting wise I think it's great. I can understand why Disney would want someone like Shooty at like the center of their yeah. new show. It makes sense.
0: Yeah. And I, I think I once Shooty takes over, game changer. Because Shooty is huge. And I think a lot of Doctor Who fans don't get that because they just watched Doctor Who. But Shooty Cowboy is like... <laughs> he's a star. He's, he's an up-and-coming star. He's, he is a star. You know, I, this is someone who's huge. Whereas, you know, like someone someone like Jodie Whittaker is famous, but I don't think she's famous with young people like, sh- like Judy is. Whereas like my parents knew who Jodie Whittaker is, but people my age didn't. Mm. I didn't know yeah, who Jodie, Jodie had was. like the
2: broad church credentials, yeah. Yeah, it was which the, was more of a, I guess, an older audience. But yeah, sex education is huge with the Gen Z, the Zoomers. Greta
1: Gerwig's new Barbie, which is going to be, Big,
0: because I think
1: not sure if I'll see it, but it's meant to be big.
0: I think Russell gets that promoting this show should be at the young, the, the young adult to kid market. Mm. It doesn't mean to make it kid like and silly. It just means grab their attention because they're like the old people. We're already fans. You yeah, know, you really I'm already it. watching. We're we yeah, the dumbasses who call I'm people. calling myself old. <laughs> like I'm old. I'm here for life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: so I think, yeah, I, I don't know. I think she is the right choice where I, I think when I'm talking about star quality, right, not stuck on their popularity in a certain demographic, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think Jodie Whittaker did an amazing job and I love Jodie's doctor. And I love, you know, looking back, I think I love the majority of it. And I, and the things that I didn't like, I can laugh at, which is a big part of my love of doctor who is that I can laugh at it. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, I would sit down and watch The Horns of Nine any day because it's the most stupidest, terrible episode of all time because it's fun. And, you know, there's so much of Jodie's Doctor Who, which I think in future years, people are going to look back and be like, Orphan 55, that is hilarious. I do what think it'll, they age.
1: it'll age well. Like, not in a good yeah. way, per se, like, but it'll age.
0: But this is fun to watch. But it'll be fun integrals. to watch. Look how silly this episode of Doctor Who is.
1: Because that's kind of how people look at stuff like- to get back on topic, I suppose, at the mm. trial, Time Lord, and I guess like even Sylvester's era, yeah, because people looked at that and were like, "Was viewers was viewership really bad at this time?" Surely, yeah,
0: I think they put him up against oh, like Coronation Street or something. Not Corey, yeah, they put him up against like a soap opera, like a big one.
1: Well, that's gonna yeah, so, um, 4. so 4.8, 4.6, 5.1 five million That's not not for trial, but for too bad
0: Sylvester's last stuff.
1: Oh my god, there was a uh, there was a book on it.
0: Yeah, there's little on most of them.
1: So this little, um, I'll say it correctly this time, Josh. Uh, mm-hmm. Kiv, Kiv, Kiv and Sil,
0: yeah,
1: they were in another episode,
0: The Avengers of Arros,
1: and that was in season twenty-two.
0: Yeah. Okay. Funnily enough, I watched mine more before Avengers of Arros, just like you, because you haven't seen it yet.
1: I have not. So, do you think it's a noble death? For well, I know she doesn't really die actually, but do you think it was a noble end to Perry?
0: I know it's what Nicola Bryant wanted.
1: Really? So she was like, "She oh, was like, I, I want to go out with a bang." I respect that because this is kind of like were they trying to go for an, a bit of an Adric style?
0: Yeah, I think so. But it did I, really pan out that way. You kill Perry. I I think it it the emotional weight is there, and I think it hits. But it's I the problem is with the whole like Yukanos thing with her like when them retroactive but no actually she's fine and she's living with king khan uh, yeah, i, I do the, like
1: the weirdest thing yeah. I, I think
0: i because I, I feel like colin played it so well with like the perry's so that was that, great it, yeah, that it, really it was really it really stings and then yeah i i just don't know yeah because like in the first episode
1: he's like speaking to perry where is she and like it gets resolved in the final episode of um of uh whatever the fuck that was just what was it called the um mind warp uh that you know where she is and she is passed on and that is a great line by colin again i think colin's so good in it yeah and i think they were going for maybe like an Adric style thing i don't know if it played off as well but i thought the i thought it was and that was my probably my favorite even though i didn't love it at all too much but this one okay this terror of the vervoids yeah Good Jesus I thought this was absolute dog shit I don't know what was going on it killed me to watch it there's like these like plant animals that get killed by compost
2: disgusting
1: literally <laughs> and so this is the first one with Mel yeah Mel Bush who showed yeah. up briefly at the end of um power the Daughter? oh
0: yeah she was there was
1: yeah
0: I, I, that whole scene I was just I was just like that's just Bonnie Langford. That's yeah, not yeah, Mel.
1: Right, yeah, it's like, where goes.
0: It felt like a convention.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, okay, so yeah, Bonnie- <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, Bonnie
0: Langford, yeah, I love Bonnie Langford. Bonnie
1: Langford rocked up at the end, but this is Mel, Melanie. But yeah,
0: Mel, yeah, we love Mel.
1: So there's just like this jump between um, companions, Perry and Mel.
0: Yeah.
1: So in episode eight, Perry dies, dies, per se, and yeah. then in episode nine, we get Mel.
0: And Mel was already established. Uh, Mel was
1: already established. Yeah. Like, we literally just cut to the doctor on, like, a treadmill drinking carrot juice. Yeah. For some reason, Mel's, like, obsessed with the doctor's physique and, like... Yeah.
0: Uh, I don't think they do something like that now. I don't like it.
1: She's like, you need to run on this treadmill and do all this stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Basically, Mel, Mel got introduced. And it was kind of weird because, like, she just instantly, like, showed up. It was yeah. very jarring going from eight to nine with with Perry yeah. just going and then going to Mel. And also, I don't think it helped at all. Why am I going blue, Dan? Is that going <laughs> to- No, you're
3: right,
2: you're right. You're back, back to- <laughs> This is a fucking wild ep. Um <laughs> Yeah, this is the contrast we get when Aiden's not here. And it's just <laughs> chaos. I <laughs> thought this was trash. Did you like it?
0: Oh, uh, Terror of the Vervoids. No, I don't like it. It's so bad. Uh, I get where they're going. Like, it's supposed to be like an Agatha Christie like murder mystery. Right. But, but like-, Does it
1: sound like a, It's like a resort in space yeah it kind of reminds a bit of voyage of the Damned. Star, i'm like you know it's like this ship in space it's like meant to be like this fancy voyage anyway so gone
0: it's i think introducing mel without a proper origin story oh god is one of the most annoying holes in dr who's history that really frustrates me i really just want it filled i want to know how the doctor met Mel. And I don't want some stupidly complicated three novel arc or 50 audio dramas to tell me how they just met. Can yeah. they just not meet? Go on, get off with you. And because it, it's complicated enough. It is,
1: isn't it? Because we're still going through the the trial of a time law. We are still yeah. constantly cutting back and forth through the court with the Valier yelling at the doctor telling me he's a piece of shit. And uh, like, I guess they're going for the whole, like, you know, you kill Perry thing. Like all these companions are being in danger by traveling with you. You're like, you're sticking your nose in other people's businesses, which again, I think is a really unique thing, Yeah, but this story just did not hit home for me. Also, this is really nerdy and I'm sure there's probably an explanation for this, but twice in this, um, series of travel time, Lord, uh, he says he's 900 years old. does not the doctor say I'm 906.
0: It changes all the time. Uh, in is Rusty, that like a classic they, thing? Yeah. In the right. Rusty Davis era, they kind of said, he's 900. Right. and something. Right. And they kind of stuck with that. And then Stephen Moffat kind of jumped it up to 1,000. And then after that, he went back to being loosey-goosey.
2: Right. In right. the classic series. The it's Stephen the Moffat customer. also jumped it up to being like 2,000. <laughs> yeah. when Matt, yeah. Matt so,
1: regenerated, he was 2,000.
0: I, I think that's the problem with Doctor Who is at this point where, like, there's so many regenerations. None done, of it makes they're sense they're anymore. so long. It's like. Yeah. You can't put a number. You can't put how many incarnations they've had. You can't say how many people have played Doctor Who. You can't be like they've had. They've been living for this many. Years. You can't. It doesn't make any sense. I was going to
1: say because if it's if 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 it's if he's nine hundred with with Colin, we still have Sylvester, and then we have Paul McGann, and then there's a time war, yeah. which was meant to be like a couple of years at least, and then that's it. And it's like okay, then we go to Equistones. Like, you tell me that all happened in like six years. Anyway, it didn't make sense to me, but that's fine.
0: I think Stephen Moffat had it yeah. best because he said it in something in season six where he was just like, the doctor's lying. The doctor has no idea how old they are. They're just right, talking. The rule number one, the doctor things. always lies. Because people want an answer. They just want to hear, I'm this. And it makes them happy. They're at peace. Whereas if you keep being loosey-goosey about something, they'll keep asking and keep pestering about it. So I think Shitty Gowell would be 900 years old. I think he would tell people he's 900. because oh, please go back to that? Because I've, I, I I've always said
2: I hate when... Um, <clears throat> when Moffat made the doctor leave Amy and Rory for like supposedly 200 years. I'm like, why would he yeah. do that? How yeah, would he that, even remember yeah, them after 200 yeah. years? That is so, so true. So I
1: hate that. I hate that. 200 yeah. years, that is like unfathomable. We will never be here for 200 years. Like it's crazy.
2: I think the thing I-, I Maybe you're right. Maybe it's like a the doctor's just lying, but yeah. yeah that's right, like, come yeah. On, man. You can't just
0: say that every time. But there was like a deep breath where it was with the clockwork droids, and he was like, "This seems really familiar, but I c- don't know what it is because yeah. he's forgotten." Yeah, and I'm like, "That's
2: so that we need the, more of that, yeah. or we
0: need that the doctor not remembering these one-offs uh, of villains." but he's like, "That's the Zygons." It's like you yeah. met him once.
1: You may like yeah. How do you remember? Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah, apparently, 400 years ago. Yeah, it's like <laughs> we'll never, we'll never get the answers to the questions that we want. I feel like yeah, it's it's so loosey goosey, and yeah. especially now with like the timeless sh- child stuff, mm. which was not planned at all. And I know, you know what? I know people say it was, but it wasn't. And it's like, you know what? Maybe it doesn't need to make sense. At yeah. End of the day, like when I finished season thirteen, and like it didn't get explained, I don't care. The you know series. what? At the end of the day, yeah. it's fine. It doesn't really does it really matter?
0: I was probably not. I was always probably. really open to the timeless child art because I was like, I bet you could do something really interesting with it. But the and then, series. um. No, nothing happens. I
1: don't. Still, regardless of the fact that I don't care that nothing happened, but I still like. Chip is a, Chip is a crazy man. That he just yeah. never explained it. He really just came in and was like, "I ain't explaining it. Yeah, see you later," and just left.
0: Yeah,
1: that you, you got to give Chip some some credit for having some fucking massive balls.
0: Yeah, I just I feel like. I wish I got it a bit more. I, yeah. wish I, I wish I was one of those people who'd be like, "I see the worth in adding this lore. Like, cause yeah. I don't like lore. I don't like it when I hate time lord stuff. I hate just beefing up the doctor for no reason because I don't think it's that interesting. But I just I love Joe Martin though. That was nice. I just yeah, want Joe, Joe Martin, Martin and
1: Sasha Duan were definitely the two best things to come out of there. I I yeah, oh, I would agree with my that. God, I don't want to
2: thirded from me.
1: We what?
2: I said thirds. Yeah. I agree. It's th- like three ways. Yeah. I, I just
1: think that like, um, we see like controversial doctors like Colin himself. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a huge, uh, Jody's doctor, not Jody as a person, Jody's doctor. I'm not a huge fan of, I just can't connect to her doctor at all. But anyway, I don't want to get everyone mad at me, but we ended with the ultimate foe, which is two episodes, by the way. Thank God. Don't you, do you ever feel like, is it, do you yes. get offended when I say that they're no, too long? <laughs> <laughs> they're all too long. They're too fucking long. Christ on a bike. It's just like I'm not. I'm not. I I'd have all the time in the world. You know. Yeah. That voyage one being four episodes. You're having a fucking laugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> and that should have been four episodes like you're crazy when it's two episodes i feel like i'm at home
0: i think that's why i like the ultimate foe even though it's a bit messy the pace of it is really great because they're trying they're trying to cram four episodes into two
2: yeah and i think it yeah, works exactly. better
0: because that's the thing like i believe a piece of media should be as long as it needs to be and I think that's kind of the best thing that's come out of streaming is like sometimes you'll get an episode that's an hour and 10 minutes and then sometimes you get a 45 minute episode.
1: That would be a Stranger Things that Josh is referring to.
0: Yeah, that's one of them. <laughs> I, I don't know if Stranger Things needs to be Josh, that long. Josh's favourite show. But I, I, I would say like I like that freedom. I like that idea of that creative freedom. But like hmm. I feel because a lot of people just want more. They right. they want the, the longest episode. They're like, I want like fifty thousand extra. I could watch this season. for hours. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I'm not one of those people. I think, I think the best version of it is the best version of it. It doesn't have anything to to do with length.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Definitely. I'm not a
0: size queen. What can I say?
1: No, I definitely agree. And like, it's yeah, like it says okay. right here. It was the trial of time lords, uh, part thirteen and fourteen. And I just think that's great. And it was the last story to feature Colin Baker. Well, if you don't count him rocking up in Power of the Doctor. But yeah, he's,
3: <laughs> he's
1: regeneration. So I will ask you about that in a sec. But um, Anthony Ainley, is that how you say it? Yeah. Who rocks up as the master, which was a really nice surprise. I normally get, like I was saying to you in the car, I normally get that shit sport for me. <laughs> but that didn't get sport. I liked that a lot. There's like this thing where they get stuck in The Matrix, which I thought was really fun. Um, there was a cool cliffhanger for episode 13, where the Doctor's getting like devoured into sand. I thought that looked kind of cool. Controversially. Uh-huh.
0: I like, this is one of my favourite versions of The Matrix. I cannot stand. Um, fuck my brain. Does it show up more than once? It first showed up in a fourth dot story. Oh, that's a very beamer thing for me to say. It's like, did you show up? <sighs> Deadly Assassin. Sorry, I'm back. All right. Didn't so, need it. Right. Right. Aiden, I'm going to say that again. Okay, so controversially, mm-hmm. this is my favorite version of The Matrix. Okay. Because it appeared first in The Deadly Assassin, and episode three is the shoot basically like a silent movie where the Doctor is running away from some Time Lord. That's it. And it goes on forever and ever and ever. Okay. Whereas I think this is way scarier and way more succinct. It actually is, isn't it? Than that. I, I know this is supposed to be like, obviously this is an imitation of the Deadly Assassin, so it's built upon that. Right. But I, I enjoy this more.
1: Yeah, the whole fantasy factory thing. Yeah. Which luckily I found that, otherwise I wouldn't remember the name. But I, I loved that. that.
0: Yeah. I stuff. thought it was so good. Yeah.
1: I really liked it. And you're right, it is like way more scary. And it's kind of like, um, if we are going through that thing of like, the Valyard is like trying to like trap the Doctor. It is almost like, you know, trying to trap him in his like, own concept of his mind or everything that like would terrify him, but you scared me there. <laughs> but you it can't kill you. Cause it's not real. Yeah. But I know I, I really liked it. I thought like, you know, the way it all wrapped up, and you know, it was like the, we got shown like a court, which was fake. And then it's like, I, I did see that coming in a little bit, but that's okay. And it zoomed out. It was actually the court watching the story of the actual court where the doctor testifies and goes away and is going to get put into jail because he signed all his lives away. I think that's fine. It's so funny. here. Yeah, literally, the Inquisitor drops the charges against him and reveals that Perry survived the events of Foros, beta and oh. became, became a queen. She urges the doctor to stand for Lord President of the New Council and he suggests that she should stand. He urges the Time Lords, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so his last line, Colin's last line is carrot juice.
0: Carrot juice, carrot
1: juice, carrot juice. Three times. That is bizarre. So, okay.
0: Colin was done dirty.
1: Colin was done dirty. Okay. So I started the next episode, which is the, what, the rough of the Rani or some shit? Time of the Rani. Time of the Rani, yeah. So I started that, I watched the first five minutes and we start and we get to see, is it a, is it a double in a wig and then it turns to? It's Sylvester McCoy in a wig. Okay, so it was, him. it was him yeah. wearing a wig. Okay, I wonder about that. So it's um, Sylvester McCoy in a wig. The Ronnie comes into the TARDIS. They turn him over, regenerates into into Sylvester McCoy. So, done dirty. What happened?
0: All right. So, there's a lot of, like, different accounts. Mm-hmm. Some people say that the BBC said to John Nathan-Turner... Either get rid of Colin Baker or you're gone. Right. It's one of you. And John said, goodbye, Colin. And he was out. Or the other story is the BBC. So Michael Grade said, Colin, you're out. You can do another season. Right. I think there's, the. I think the truth is somewhere in there. I think what happened was, they. I, I think he said, get rid of Colin. Because most producers would be like, well, if you're getting rid of my leading man, I'm going to. And I think that's what they wanted to happen. But I don't think – I don't know if John decided not to believe that or he decided not to do that. He decided to stay on. So then Crazy. let's go – so Colin's fired now. Yeah. So he's he didn't want to leave. He got fired.
1: Didn't come back to film the regeneration.
0: He was asked to come back and do a regeneration. He said – he said no. You want me to be the doctor for another tw- – Twelve months because it would be another year until the TV show was back on. Yeah, so he would still have to be the public face of Doctor Who until the new one came right. in. Right,
1: so it wasn't. They didn't confirm that he was,
0: and they said he was like, "I will come back if I do like a full length serial and then I regenerate." And they said, "No, we just want you for regeneration." And he said, "No, thank you." Right, and I think too, too right. Yeah, too bloody right. I wouldn't have come back either. Yeah, so I, I think. Yeah, I think it was very unfair for Port Collin.
1: Well, I see here it says written by Pip and Jane Baker, and they wrote the last two episodes of season 20. uh,
0: Yeah, they wrote um, wrote, the Ronnie stories.
1: Yeah, and they wrote the episode that we just spoke about.
0: Yeah, because originally they came back as well. Originally, the ultimate foil was to be written by Eric Saywood, who was the script editor, but um, there was a big falling out between him and John Nathan Turner, the producer. So So much tea on Doctor Who. Oh, my God. Doctor Who's nuts. And I bet it's still as crazy today. Yeah, I know. They don't tell us anything.
1: Yeah, they know because they know we want to know the tea.
0: Yeah. And maybe it'll come out of convention in 50,000 years time when we're all dead. Well, I
1: suppose um, Chris Eccleston's been very open about his, like, falling out of Russell. Yeah. Do you believe they'd ever come back and work together? No. No, not at all? Not even for a 60th cameo? I don't believe so, no. It's (laughs) crazy because, like... We <laughs> We all see Russell as his hero, but um I guess like, you know, season one wasn't handled in the best way possible.
0: Look, we will never know anything because they won't say anything.
3: Mm.
0: I the only person who's really come out and spoken about it is Chris. Everything Russell has said feels very PR.
1: Yes. Of course. Well they got a job to maintain, haven't they? And like Yeah.
0: And I think Whatever happens, I I believe Chris. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, well, it seems very much like this whole Colin Baker story because I heard that um, he literally got like a phone call saying like you're out. Yeah, and that just seems weird. And I guess like you know, with it, with it being season one, I'm sure you could give it a little bit of slack. But still, it's like to treat someone like that is like
0: it's and, not great, you know. And you know the stories that I've heard. It's not always, oh, this is Russell.
3: Mm, yeah, of
0: course. I, I think the majority <laughs> of problems wasn't with Russell, it was with other people. And But the thing is, when you're Julie, the big producer... and Phil. <laughs> yeah, and those people as well, they're the higher-ups. Yeah. They're all accountable for whatever happens beneath them. Of course, yeah. Even if they're not there on set, it's still their job to be accountable for it. So if they... Cause I heard there was a problem with directors and I've heard it was uh, the main problems were to do with health and safety, not being managed. And it was to do with a production that wasn't ready to be filmed yet.
1: Yeah. So that's what Chris was saying about um, how he'd, uh, and the way he worded it, it sounds like he was bragging, but like he worded it politely. He said like, I had more experience on a set than anyone else there. And I could just tell that there was like a mistake waiting to be, like a
0: mistake was waiting to be made, basically. I think, this is my personal opinion, this is not based on fact. I think that when they were launching season one, they knew this had to be the best thing ever. Mm. That that was Russell saying, he's like, I'm making a franchise Mm. before we really talk about franchises today. And I think... His ambition, the BBC didn't have the facilities or the people or the know-how to achieve it yet. And I think they got that over time. But I think my my theory, this is not based in truth, is that a lot of bad things happened on set. And I think Chris was right. And what he says happened. And I think people were put into situations they shouldn't have been. That was not healthy and safe for them to do so. And this is not a thing that's exclusive to Doctor Who or the BBC. I, it is an industry-wide problem. That's why we have people who are stunt people who are being killed. This is a very dangerous profession to be in, that people are working ridiculous hours because it is not unionised. Yeah,
1: people don't see that at all. Hey?
0: Yeah. It's, so uh, Doctor Who is not an outlier. Chris everson is someone with very strong morals. And I think if you go against his beliefs, he's like, "This is not something I want to be involved with." And I respect that about Chris. Do
1: you think yeah. they ran before they could walk? Almost. Yes. Yeah.
0: But I, I think the end product turned out amazing, and yeah, we would be here it's today. Like, yeah. I, I. It doesn't mean I think that it was worth the, the pain. <laughs> People just don't see it that way, though. Unfortunately, But they don't. Yeah. And I, I, just don't
1: I, think they I, do. I respect Chris not coming back. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, when I was a young kid, I was like, you know, I never understood it. And I was like, you know, that's pretty pricky. but now I definitely get it. It's just like, yeah, it's exactly. like, even at like, even at Christmas, like we we're having this conversation about um Bob Odencoat from medical soul mm. in season six, he had like a heart attack and nearly died. Oh wow. And so this part it, it was like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get why he had a heart attack on set. And I was like, you got to understand like he is a leading man in a show. Like he is working ridiculous hours. Like it looks like a very glorified job. And yes, he is getting paid millions and he gets fame, but also you can't look at it that way. Yeah. Like it is an insane job to have, especially being a leading man in a show like that. You'd be working crazy hours. The pressure is all on you. Like it's insane. And yeah, like as much as I'd love to see, him come back it must be hard for him as well to see russ come back and mm-hmm. russ was just so loved and everyone everyone including me as like a fan back in the day would always take russell's side i was very upset with chris but now looking back on it and i think he's also like i think the way he's handled it he didn't talk about it for years nah. like he really was professional about it yeah and didn't talk about it for years and made a career for himself when you know the bbc blacklisted him which again people can believe or not believe i agree with you i think that he was actually kind of spitting facts and
2: yeah
1: it's kind of weird when i i was watching this tv show when i was like seven years old
0: yeah
1: and i was like just loving it and i'm still talking about it now and still find out all the stuff about it like it's pretty crazy and like yeah i don't know I wish I could talk to you all night, Josh. I was saying in the car, like I wish like you and Crispy lived here. Yeah. It's sad because it, it, considering like we've just met for the first time, I know we've spoken through Zoom, but it doesn't feel like we've just met for the first time.
0: No, cause we, we talk all the time anyway, but- It just person, sucks. Yeah.
1: It just sucks that like, you know, why is Australia so
0: big? Did you know anyone fall about that? Yeah, everyone in the UK, Australia is massive. Like it took me, like my flight here took three and a half hours. And that, that's the quick way. On the way home, it's longer.
1: It's that because you're going yeah. against, like, currents?
0: Yeah, or something. I, I'm not a scientist. Yeah, it's the
1: wind or some it's shit. Yeah. Bali. Like, it's like, I think it's longer on the way back. Yeah. So you haven't been to sleep for...
0: I, I don't know how I'm here. So if I've said something ridiculous in this podcast, it's because I haven't slept in so long.
1: I knew we started today in Adelaide.
0: I woke up at 3 a.m. And that was, like, forever ago in Adelaide. Now it's later than that. So I've been up for, like...
1: Cause you're two hours. Are you two
0: and a half hours ahead now late? Yeah. Something like that.
1: So it's nearly nine here. So yeah, that's
0: yeah. pretty wild. So it's like almost 11 o'clock there. So I've been up since three. It's like 11 for me.
1: No, you're doing amazing. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> once you, um, once you can talk about, <laughs> am I able to say that I walked onto the thingy?
0: Yeah. Um, we're filming something here. In I, say, I
1: walked onto the, th- it's all well, that not okay to say. I saw some cool stuff. I'll just say, yeah, we're, we're
0: filming something.
1: It was so cool, though. I got to go on somewhere and <laughs> um, and meet the people that you were working with, um, who you've spoken very highly about on the show before.
0: Yeah, that's um, that's Aaron Vanderclay. He's very very talented. He um, he does um, Star Trek fan films, and um, they're very very good, very high production value. He also did some Doctor Who stuff. Um, he did a adaptation of a Big Finish audio. A companion chronicle of the Second Doctor era, and that's where I first met him. I think that was like twenty fourteen so It was a long time ago. with the big finish story? That of Resistance. Person?
1: Was that in person? You met in person, or
0: no? I met him. Online.
1: This is the first time you met him in person. Yeah. As well? Crazy. So you're, you're meeting everyone in person. I met
0: everyone for the first time. So
1: that's great. But I, yeah, I went somewhere and I saw something, and it was so cool. Like it was I, so I, cool. I hate
0: to keep like fan projects top secret, but I just no. Don't. But you have to, I get it. It's more for like, you know. Just also
1: like speculation is so good for like your channel. Yeah. Cause people would be like, wait, like, what is this about? But I think it's so cool. And the fact that you uh, had to fly out to Perth to do it, I think it's great. Uh, one of the fun things I want to ask you though, is because um, I have an interesting relationship with my parents and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Do your parents like what you do with YouTube? Or do they understand it? Are they impressed that you get
0: the they, love
1: you get or do they not really understand it?
0: And apologies if you don't want to
1: talk about your the, family. I understand it's a bit hard sometimes, but.
0: They know where my YouTube is. I know parts of my family have watched it, which is horrible to think about. <laughs> um, I, I like to think that.
1: <laughs> That's so true.
0: I like to think my YouTube videos are something that I make for the funny little people in my phone. That right. it's not real that i'm not i'm not doing this once it becomes like when people start asking about it in like real life like random like at work people ask me about it because i work in marketing so the Mm. fact that i I do youtube and stuff like that is comes up in the conversation because it's a part of my job Um, but (laughs) but, uh, yeah it is a bit i i'm embarrassed to be a doctor who fan oh same <laughs> I mean, I'm mean i very. I just say. It's so hard, I, 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 I've i never been at a point in my life where I'm like, oh yeah, it's cool for me to be a Doctor fan. It is always still my secret shame. Yeah. Everyone in my life knows that I'm a big Doctor Who fan, can but be I like don't that.
1: about it. I hate when people ask what kind of podcast. Like, I'm so proud of it. I sound like I sound really ungrateful now, but it can be embarrassing when people are like, "So, what's your podcast about?" Because, like, to explain what it is is so difficult. I can see I'm starting to lose people every sentence,
0: yeah. especially because. People just don't watch Doctor Who. No, they actually. don't. Yeah, they they don't.
1: I don't. They're like, I used to watch, uh, what's his name? Tim Baker. But like it, Tom I, Baker. So much sure like, you yeah, get I, that. You're Him, yeah.
0: Because I thought Doctor Who was at a point where like, you know, any person could picture it. They might be able to see uh, like a telephone box and be like, that's... That's a that's a TARDIS and or, they know what a or a Dalek is. is and yeah. that's it or maybe mm. the long scarf for Tom Baker mm. the cultural references but even that doesn't exist anymore here in Australia it is so culturally dead that it's become forgotten. Mm. What's the flux? What's the flux? Yeah, what is the flux? Is what people were saying when that series came out. But um, it, and I, once again, I don't think that's Mill's fault. I think it's a it's it's a it's Josh not, is
1: a Chernobyl stand, it seems.
0: <laughs> it's not accessible here in Australia.
1: No. It well,
0: isn't. Yeah,
1: I uh, oh, I guess that's what Disney is gonna try and do. Yeah. Will it be a good investment though? Is another question. Because it's like I don't yeah. know if like I don't know if the BBC is gonna even know or or Disney per se is gonna know it's a good plan to give them the rights. Like, will it be the successful show that they want it to be again? I, I yeah. don't know.
0: That's the thing, like Oh, the it's still the BBC's IP. Uh, the BBC still own it. They still get to have control. It's just a lot of people have got their fingers in the pie at the moment. And I think if popularity wanes and certain people want to drop out, potentially other people will jump back in. But you've got people like, you know, with these Doctor Who animations being cancelled by BBC America because they pulled their funding. Do you but, think that will come back? That's the thing about the BBC America funding. Like, do we think this Disney plan? Well, we know this Disney plan has been in work for a long time. Yeah, was the renewing of the animation right. thing not happening because, because of, that? of
1: said Disney plan? Yeah, that's because a lot thing. of people have said,
0: "Oh, they're not popular enough. People aren't watching them," which is which is true. That's why I got the Blu-ray <laughs>
1: actually because I wanted to support it.
0: Even that's not really doing anything with the funding. Oh, great. It's, it's to do with the broadcast. Aiden said, Aiden said the,
1: the best way to support it was buying the beret. Aiden lied.
0: Well, not necessarily. Aiden you sucks. Know, oh, my God. buying a product always shows this interest in a product. So, yeah. Mm. But those particular animations were funded by BBC America, the majority of it. Why BBC America, not the UK? It's a separate company.
1: Was was it just was the workers in America who were doing the animations or was it UK animators?
0: No, so the BBC Studios team that was UK based animators, but the Gary Russell team was a mix between UK and India.
1: India. Yeah.
0: Wow. They outsourced a lot of their character animator, animation through Wow. Them. As far as I know, I think that's that's right. But um but no, they're not American productions. They're just funding them
1: would you rather than do the animations rather than just not touch the episodes or like, what do you mean? like, you know, like with the episodes, like if it's the only way to really get the episode, would you just rather they animate them or just like leave them alone? Cause it's just the audio mostly, isn't it? And I like the
0: animations. I think they're fun. Even when they're bad, I like them. It's right. something new for me to talk about <laughs> and complain yeah. about. Yeah. I'm not like, a fan. I'm simple, I just want something to complain about.
1: Cause I think, is it the, was it with the Abominable Snowman? The, um, there was, one episode yeah. that had the footage?
0: Was that right? Yeah, episode two exists in the archive.
1: Right, so they have the footage for that, but the rest is just, like, animated. So, like, they've animated thinking, the whole serial. Right, so they're thinking is like, rather than this episode never air for the fans, they got the audio. Is that correct? And then they just put that over animation yeah. rather than it never come out. See, that's cool. I just don't think I'd just don't think i see myself other watching it. Yeah, and I,
0: the thing is, I think that's a great point. These animations are a niche and a niche and a niche. So I, I would say, this, this is the funnel of Doctor Who fans. You have the main Doctor Who fans, the biggest amount are people who watch the new series. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the old folks like me who watch the classic series. We're a dedicated audience. We're the people who spend the most money mm-hmm. because we've been, we're have been we invested in this show. Then you've got 60s Doctor Who fans. We're getting smaller and smaller here, folks. You've got such a niche audience to this. And then on top of that, you've got people who don't like watching animations. So your niche is getting even smaller. So the actual audience for these productions is so tiny. Mm. It's so minuscule. Why would someone want to put money into this? Because I think if Disney Plus was to do animations, it wouldn't be a the classic series.
1: Right. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell. And I guess like one of the last things to say is like spin-offs. Do you think we're gonna get as many as like people of Fear And like what would you like to see?
0: I think there'll be like I, I think there'll probably be one. I'd be surprised if there wasn't on. At least one.
1: I need that shit. I, I
0: would like that to be one. But I-, I don't know if we'd be getting one anytime soon, unless it was based in the history of Doctor Who. Because no, nothing for shooting has been really set up yet. Mm. So I don't think we'd... I don't think they'd like, dive into a random spin-off without setting yeah, up. Because Torture
1: was... That was at the end of season two, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so that could be a good time to... Yeah. Because that's how you got into the show, was through Torture. Really. Yeah,
0: I watched Torture first. So let's
1: get some... Let's get some future Doctor Who fans from spin-offs that have next to nothing to do with Doctor Who. We're going to get Cyberman spin-offs, Dalek spin-offs. You never know. Big directors on board with that Disney (laughs) Doe. do Ray me I hope so. I really want spin-offs. And you know what? I hate to say it. Like, sometimes I'm more excited for, like, a spin-off than, like, the main show.
0: Oh, I've always loved Torchwood more than Doctor Who.
1: Because I want, I like, exactly. I think there can be less pressure, more opportunity, get it in, make some content.
3: Yeah.
1: Russell can pop his head in here and there. Even Chibnall would like working on Torchwood. Like he did so much better job, like, yeah, there, I rather prefer, than running the main show.
0: I prefer Chibnall's approach to Torchwood. Me too. I, I, I enjoy season two. It's, it's a messy, campy mess, but I also like season one. I, I like all of Torchwood. It's a bit tainted for me now after all of John Barrowman's- That is hard. Reactions to things at the moment. It's just driving me nuts. Yeah. So I just, I don't have the same relationship with the show. I think I, I think to Torchwood's done for me. It was a very nice moment in my life, but I think Torchwood is done. And, you know, Big finisher keep trying to make stuff out of it. But to me, it's like, it's, it's past its time. It was such an important and pivotal show when it came out. But it doesn't have that same importance in my life anymore because it paved the way for a lot of queer television. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, a character like Captain Jack meant a lot to me as a teenager. But now we've got so many different options for queer representation in television. And we've got to thank shows like Torch. We've got to thank people like Rusty Davies who yeah, paved the way. So, you know, I don't like to be too dismissive of Torch with like some people are just because John Barrowman's an asshole. In my opinion, Mm. he's an asshole. And, um, yeah, no, I'm upset. I am upset.
1: No, it is. It's like I had the exact same reaction because I, yeah, I agree totally with everything you said. And we did the rewatch after all that stuff came out. And it's hard watching something like Children of Earth. You're like, this really is great. And it's hard when, you know, you have that. I personally can't separate the the art and the artists like I, I always very
0: hard as well.
1: I always had to have like a connection to the actor as well and actually I actually give a shit about how like the crew and all that is like treated yeah. and when there's all that stuff going on in the background it was hard I mean it's interesting you say that though like I feel like some people are like adamant to be like no he's a good person like we still got to like love yeah. Torch it. and it's like you know and it hurt as well with like with with no as well because with yeah you know, my month's very episode is um, Christmas Invasion and I chucked it on Christmas Day. And it's hard seeing Noel. Yeah. It's like, I'd be lying if I said part of it wasn't a bit ruined now.
0: Yeah. I, I find it hard. I, I wish I was one of those people who could like completely separate it. Yeah, I can't. Whereas I'm not. I can't. I'm, I'm constantly. Because to me, the magic of Doctor Who, half the story is behind the scenes how it was made. Mm that's mm. that's the bit that excites me that's reason why i'm in this industry is because i love filmmaking and i love dr who is so open with how it's made mm. happy with anything that's officially released I, mm. I i look at that the TARDIS thing did get spoiled to me because people kept posting it on thumbnails on youtube that's real <laughs> <laughs> but it's concept art yeah and I've, i i like i've seen that like the rusty davies early concept art and it's very different to what was on screen but of course, you hear people. Wait, here. how did you see the early? No, it's, it's like being published, books and stuff like that. So oh, you saw the right, They, they published right. early concept art and oh, how okay. it evolved. But um, I've heard it's big. I don't know if that's necessarily true because I, I was researching a video about the 2005 TARDIS. Mm. And the first, they had like a big set and they were like, it's gonna take twenty minutes for the doctor to get from the lower levels up those stairs to the so like
1: McGann's floor. kind of TARDIS, where it was like this massive yeah, almost it's like building. Too big. Yeah.
0: And it becomes impractical. Yeah. I, I think you can have a bigger TARDIS, but you need to make that that line from the door to the console in five steps tops. Yeah. Unless the doctor doctor's just like running. Did you like Journey's TARDIS? I don't want to comment. <laughs> it grew on me. I can't stand it. Do you know what? Sold God, it, I'm so glad it's gone. Yeah, you know, the Edge of Time VR game. Mm-hmm. When I was walking around that tower, so I was like, you know what? These t- these colors are pretty. I like this. But the actual real tower, no, I don't like it. But I enjoyed Ugh. I enjoyed being a part of it. Um, I got what
1: the exterior stain.
0: I, I like the exterior box. It grew me. No, the, That's cool. The lamp on top is shit and it always has been, but it is what it I is. I only
1: asked what two fans get annoyed about like a lamp. A lamp.
0: How pathetic are we? We're like, oh, if my dad heard me say good, that,
1: he'd literally decide me. Shit. Like, it's a, I remember, I remember my parents heard me talking to Aiden about the, um, I don't know if you remember in name of the doctor and the doctor lands the TARDIS on Trends Law and there's a little crack in the window mm-hmm. and we had like an hour discussion if like there would now be a crack in the TARDIS window for the entire Doctor Who. And I like hung up the phone, they're like, you need to get a live, Connor. <laughs> that is, like, obsessive. But that's what this show does to you, I guess. Yeah.
0: We're as much sad nerds. Nah, it'd be, it'd be weird. It'd be
1: weird as well if, off, like, Tenon gets a new TARDIS, and then we get a new one. with. Is it going to stay for...
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I mean, it'd be fun if we had, like, a TARDIS for three episodes, and then it moved on to... Yeah. But then I guess it's also, like... You know, what if people enjoyed the old one more? It's like people wanted the old one to stay. That's why we don't write Doctor Who.
0: I just remember something that Gary Russell once said, where he said, he he advised to his animator team for Fury from the Deep, where he said, Mm -hmm. don't read the reviews for the first six months. Read it afterwards, because that's when Doctor Who fans stop being insane and they will say what they actually think. And so their first reaction, which is, I hate this. And I think no one, I think it's the most truest statement about Doctor Who fans is that our first reaction is, I hate this. but mm. then over time, we're like, nah, it's all right.
1: <laughs> Do you read comments from your videos online, you
0: I have a rule, which is I read them until one upsets me uh-huh. and then I stop. Yeah, And I don't respond because I know that the majority of the time of a comment that upsets me is my interpretation of what they have said you know like so like when we're talking with text with comments and that it's all just written you're hearing it in your own head you're hearing it in your own voice so if someone said something like your hair looks really bad in this video I'd be like well I don't know if anyone's ever said that it's, just something, it's the first thing I thought of I'd be like wow that's really rude but in their minds they think I'm their friends. And it's like a, a joke, like a, like a little like playful jab. Right. Because it, it, so in their mind, they weren't trying to upset me. Or well, I know me. Josh,
2: I, I watch their videos yeah. all the time. Yeah, so it's they, like, they think oh be bestie, afraid. you didn't want me to tell you? Like, yeah. yeah, so if,
0: if my friends said that to me, I would cry. But then I knew they would be joking. You know what I mean? But like yeah. some random comment online, my emotional state is changing what is being said. So, if, if it was a, a comment, a comment that I recognized, I'd be like, oh, I know that they're, they're not being mean to me. But if it's someone I've never seen before, I'm like, this person's really rude.
1: Well, I know you've spoken about Twitter as well. Is Twitter worse? Because you almost feel like it, with a tweet, it's like, not you're not going to spend hours making a video. You can just tweet something out and not think twice about it. Like, is Twitter worse in that sense with comments, like replies?
0: Twitter is bad in the way that you are, it's, it's the same reason why I was saying about comments. Yeah. If I write, if I said, you're good. Nissa is the best companion of Doctor Who. Someone would be like, how dare you? Are you saying that Yaz is the worst companion ever? I'm like, I would never say that because I love Yaz. Yes. And it's <laughs> like, but you know, like they've, they're in, they're hearing in their heads mm. where they're saying like, it becomes personal. Mm because my therapist was talking to me about this <laughs> where she was saying that people's own insecurities come out in their own head and stuff like that so when they read a comment it'll hit something personal to them where it's like you may be saying something on twitter but they're interpreting it as something else and that's why i get annoyed when people are like oh death of the author and stuff like that that argument where it's like oh it doesn't matter what the author intended it's my interpretation of it. it's like no because you can interpret anything to mean anything. Mm. Do you yeah. know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know if any of this makes sense. I haven't slept in so. Long. You know, no.
2: someone I, I heard someone say that uh, one of the problems with like Twitter and YouTube comments is people talk about you as though you're not in the room. Yes, but they do that to you. That you know, would be, and uh, it's just like Ethan Klein. It's, said yeah, that. I think Ethan yeah. said that, and it's mm. like not a good way to interact with people. It's just not but a healthy. Like no, it's, it, not. it's not going to come out with a good conversation, you know, good discourse.
1: By the way, can I just say, I do love, um, I do love your openness about therapy. I think it's very important. I'm also in therapy and on meds. And I think it's very important to say that. Yeah. Uh, cause, um, let's be honest. We can't make YouTube videos about being in therapy. Oh
0: no. <laughs>
1: cause that'll be, that'll be the end of everything. I would just, yeah, I was open about going on meds to, keep doing youtube just cuz like just cuz it was like you know it's something i love and want to do and i'm so passionate about it. it's like my yeah. life and i couldn't keep doing it with like you said about replying to comments like yeah i made that Jodie Whittaker video it would nearly have been a year now that probably is like the most hated video on our channel cuz my video defending Jodie yeah. as a doctor and as an actress um and there was so much backlash from that and what really upset me um is someone wrote like a really horrible comment and, um, but I spoke to Aiden about this. I'm not calling that on the air, but he replied to them. and I was like, look, man, we can't reply to that no. shit. But also because it was my video and Aiden's not even in it. It looked like I was personally yeah. replying. And I was like, I was, and like Aiden wrote a good, like reply. Yeah. Like debunk everything he said. But of course the guy just came back with yeah. a thousand more things to be a twat about, you know, and it's just like, you know, end of the day. You know, we want to do this, we want to have a career in it. It's like, it kind of is just what happens and what we've got to deal with. But, you know.
0: I think some people yeah. love to have arguments in the comment section, which I'm someone oh, I avoid any conflict.
1: I couldn't think of anything worse.
0: I say this, some people out there who like to start like beef between YouTubers and stuff like that. I'm like, I couldn't think of anything worse. Unless it was completely manufactured, like me and Aiden. Well, or like you
1: and Aiden. Yeah,
0: me and Aiden, where it's completely fake and we know we don't mean anything. It's just funny. Sometimes
1: I wonder if people
0: think we actually hate each other. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I did like a birthday message for everyone. The, me t- like, the, the tweet? Yeah. I, yeah, 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 and and I, I was like, like shout, shout out like, like, shout to the fakest. I was but I think
1: it was, I think in the replies, it was, I had to do a verification. Who didn't read the replies here? And it was like, yeah. I love it by the way. I think it's great. <laughs> and I think you should continue on. I think you should give aid and shit for not being here. But, um, yeah, it's, it's funny. Like, I, I don't know, I guess <laughs> I kind of always wanted to be like that edgier version of like a doctor who show. And I guess that kind of means making some like foes along the way. I don't want to, but you know, end of the day, I think when you get bigger, you end up pissing people off. You end up saying some dumb shit. Well, at least I do. The
0: thing is, and Uh. I think my therapist said, it doesn't matter what you say, someone will be upset by it Mm. because that's how we work as people. You know, I've, we've all got our own personal insecurities. When someone says something that's going to upset us, that wouldn't upset anyone else. So, you know, because, like, I, I, I like to discuss, like, social issues in my videos, especially because it comes up in Doctor Who, because Doctor Who does get it wrong a lot of the time. And I and to ignore it would be wrong. But people get really upset when I talk about, like, when Doctor Who's racist or stuff like that. But it's like, if I didn't bring it up, it'd be, like, ridiculous.
1: Are they almost like, why are you going to make the video, like, political and, like...
0: Yeah, like, people people don't, like because I, I i so what's
1: that got to do with this it's like well everything you know
0: because i'm very calculated when i talk about these things i try and deliver it in the least attacking way possible because i'm of course very passionate about social issues because you know as a queer person myself um it is personal to me so you know i, I try and keep very level-headed i don't know my brain is fried i'm so tired yeah so it's sorry. it's
1: it's like yeah but yeah no i just i think it's amazing and um I'm so proud of you as a person and a creator. I love your content. I think it's uh, some of the best out there. I think it's amazing. I know I know you're hard on yourself, and I know you don't think your content's that great, but a lot of people love it, including myself and Aiden, and we're all really proud of you.
0: No, I'm very thankful that people enjoy what I do, and um, I, I just hope that spreading the message about missing episodes and stuff is doing more good than bad. Mm. And, um, I'm very thankful that my missing episode series did really well, but I wish I could take back a few things that I said on it because I, I wasn't as experienced as I am now. And I hope that I did more to further the cause than detriment.
2: Yeah. Well, I think you did. Well, you sound more regretful than uh, Russell C. Davies about. <laughs> 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 I think you've done a great
1: job. And of course, as always, you can find Josh's content, LinkedIn and Malibshan. And we will definitely have you back on to talk about. What'd you say, Nibiru? Redacted? What'd you call oh, it? Yeah, when I'm doing yeah. redacted.
0: Yeah. Redacted, well, redacted. At, least, at least we've announced it's Perth. So you got one part of the story. That's one here. part of the story. You got sunny Perth.
1: Best. And yeah. We love having you on obviously and um, we'll definitely have you back on to talk about uh your project, which you'll be able to talk about in full. Yes. Just just Eventually. before
2: we go, guys, we've actually um we've actually fallen out of the wormhole. We're in the
1: ocean now. Oh.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh.
1: We're under the sea, folks. So. That's nice. It's a shame to have, to have you go because I would love to um, be able to film in person every time. But I guess it's what made this episode so special. And I know we've been memeing on it, but it was sad that Aiden couldn't make it. Yeah, I it know I've been really memeing sad. on it. We Aiden actually do miss Aiden. you, Aiden. Yeah. So, hi, um, Aiden. and here's his quick review here Hey, folks. Hope you're enjoying the Josh Snez special of the podcast. I'm in New Zealand with Nicole. Hi, Hi. Um, It's really wet. It's really windy. Even though that's the middle of summer. Um, but,
3: oh what, what the, the fuck, fuck is that, what the fuck is <laughs> that, <laughs> what the fuck, he <laughs> 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 just got attacked by a bug. Um,
1: but hey, it's wet, Windy, I just got attacked by a bug, but at least I'm not watching the Trial of the Time Lord. That's my review, 3.5 out of 10, good on you for trying something new. before i forget (laughs) i nearly forgot that like i said right at the
0: end yeah right yeah yeah, that's what you get
1: where no one is gonna watch it all right thank you so much josh thank Um, you for having me of course always one of our favorite guests thank you for watching everybody is it is it um josh and connor's podcast for the afternoon? all right in person Mm. for the first time and hopefully not the last
0: yeah It's Josh Josh and Podcast. They're doing Doctor Who
1: reviews. Doing Doctor (laughs) Who who reviews.
0: Boom. See you later, Aiden. This is a brand new podcast right here, baby.